0: Welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Master is here and you still have not taken off your shoes.
1: living every day to define man's mission yeah.
0: look into the sky for divine transmission yeah. deaf man's vision makes the blind man listen yeah. eyes on the prize this is blind ambition thank you welcome to another edition of the dojo talk podcast we're on episode number 67 um back from another long weekend of a ton of fights that happened um Unfortunately, we could not get the entire gang together. This has been the longest, like, running gag ever that all four of us <laughs> can, never, can never be in the same spot somehow at one time. Um, so, yeah, we, we don't have Stokes, but we managed to get Joey back. So, Joey, what's what's going on? Oh. <laughs>
1: You know, when you introduce me like that, it sounds like I'm the scab fill-in replacement. Like, I'm the short... <laughs> I've just been trying to
0: figure out, like... I was so set, like, we're definitely gonna... All four of us, we're all gonna be What if? Here. What
1: if we're the same person? <laughs> we just uh, We just switch, like, multiple personalities, and we can switch one, one... Or it's, like, alternate dimensions. I live on the East Coast. I think he lives on the West Coast, so we just, like, you know, flop it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I'm glad you're here though you you're you're fired up,
1: so oh yeah we're gonna be to go, dude. let's 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 have some let's have some fun let's talk some fights, let's talk some interim champion emiratus let's do all that good stuff guys
0: oh man um well uh, I guess Antico, you you have all the note uh, all the news and notes because I'm a terrible host, and I didn't write any of these things down um so I guess oh, yeah. before Add we plenty uh... of time
2: during the first round of Barroso uh, Volante to write it <laughs> down.
0: <laughs> so before we start tearing apart these cards, yeah, I'll just uh just let the people know what's what's been going on this week and all, all the good
2: happenings and all that good stuff. Right. So um it's official UFC two twenty three in Brooklyn. We're gonna have Khabib Nurmagomedov and Tony Ferguson face off for the interim lightweight title. Um, I think it's still interim as far as I'm I know. Um, and in the co-main event, we're gonna have Rose Namajunas and Yuan and J run it back. Um, should I just go blow through all this and we can just choose the bits we want to talk about?
1: Well, dude, do, 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 uh, yeah, because I want to I, I, I want to
2: tear into that first one, but I want you to mention everything first, and we'll, we'll go back. All right. We'll, we'll you, back. Um, UFC on Fox twenty eight has a headliner. It's gonna be Josh Emmett and Jeremy Stevens. The card also picked up Ovin St. Prue versus Ilir You after it had to be pushed back from, I believe, the Fox card that's coming up next week. Yes. Um, at UFC 20 uh, on Fox 29, we're gonna have Justin Gaethje versus Dustin Poirier as the main event.
3: Violence.
2: Um, Curtis Melander, um, Bellator and LFA veteran, makes his UFC debut against Thiago Alves at UFC Fight Night 126 in Austin. Uh, Carolina Kovolkovic versus Felice Herrig is set for UFC two twenty three. Um, Chris Cyborg versus Amanda Nunes is being targeted for a um, a UFC card in Brazil. I think it's the Memorial Day weekend card, if I'm not mistaken. So
1: May that. May ninth. I had I think it said the article said May 9th?
2: May 9th? I think it was UFC Rio nine and the date was. Oh the-
1: okay okay. There you go. Well, look I I don't I don't read Portuguese.
2: Memorial Day weekend would be awesome because that's my birthday weekend. So I would appreciate that. Do they still Eight. do
1: pay per views on Memorial Day weekend? I think and, they they've gone with the FS1 deals recently. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember.
2: Oh, well, I know this is apparently the year of the super fight. So, but we'll get back to that later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Cynthia Calvillo tested positive for marijuana. She's facing a Usada violation. That's stupid, but it is what it is.
1: Yeah, I I, I thought they did away with that, but.
2: Uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen anything. Oh, about no. I, it. I,
1: I think they raised the limit, which means she must have been really high.
2: Freak yeah. out, <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right. Uh, Tenshin Natsukawa has his next fight uh, uh, scheduled. He's going to be fighting a ranked Gumpini fighter, um, Suakim Sorthor Sorthor Thai. I'm not trying to pronounce that again. It's going to be full <laughs> Thai rules. It's going to be February 12th, and it's probably going to be his toughest fight to date. Um, the man he's fighting is ranked, but he was actually a champion at the weight class they're going to be fighting at. So that's going to be awesome. And last but not least, Dana White, in an interview with, I believe, the New York Post yesterday, brought uh, brought up that CM Punk has a deal left on his fight and that he's willing to give it to him. So it looks like CM Punk will fight again in this The Year of Our Lord 2018.
1: Well, not not to uh not to pile onto your news, but I also believe he dropped a hint that Brock Lesnar might be uh a... Oh
2: yeah his deals up in three months.
1: Well I I think he said that uh he did an interview with I think TSN and he mentioned Brock Lesnar and John Jones as guys he expected to fight again this year. He also threw in GSP which felt like a lie, but you know. Yeah. What is what is the lie and what is the truth in this era of the interim not interim <laughs> champion emeritus?
0: <laughs> oh, Oh, that quick, thing quick, makes sense. I'll say quick quick note, uh, real quick. Didn't didn't we predict Jeremy Stevens and Josh Emmett? I'm pretty sure we predicted that. Yes, I feel like we did. So
1: and, and you know, you know what? That's not a bad main event for a they this Orlando card, they tried to do like five different fights and this was the one that they got and I think it's a fine main event. Um they wanted to do God I I don't remember all of them. I think they wanted to do Till Wonderboy then they wanted to do Emmett Ortega. Then they had a the uh, Branch Romero was also probably going to be a headliner, and then there was another fight. And they ultimately wound up with Stevens Emmett, which is pretty impressive for uh, Jeremy Stevens.
2: So, I'm surprised there was so much backlash for this one. Um, yeah, I saw that too. Like a lot of
0: people didn't. People like they didn't like understand this fight, and I was like, it it makes sense. Like Emmett just, I get it. He just kind of skyrocketed because he just leapfrogged everybody when he knocked out Lamas. But right. at this point you can't just go back and start feeding him people that are just like top twenty five. Like he has to fight a name now.
1: Right. And, of, and 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 you have to be aware that what probably would have been a more sensible fight would have been Emmett Elkins, but Elkins and Emmett trained together at Team Alpha Male, so this is the best you're gonna get on short notice. So right. Well that and
2: Emmett um, I, I know he came overweight, knocks out the number three guy in the co-main event of a Fox card. Right. And then a month later, Steven's in the main event of the most watched FS1 card in like the last two years. Right. Knocks out this really highly touted prospect in De Like, of, of course they're going to get a Fox headliner card.
1: Yeah. And it's not like it's going to do a, a 3 million, uh, 3 million, 4 million views, but you're just trying to, at this point, it would be fair to suggest that the UFC is just trying to run out its Fox schedule because I think it's got something lined up with eight Like I, I'm speculating here, but I think they've got something else lined up. I think that they're waiting for this AT and T thing to kind of settle, and then I think once that happens, they're going to be bailing. So I, I have an, a a belief that they're just trying to run this schedule out, and and so we'll see if they put a title fight on Fox, I'll change my mind. But right now, it just feels like everything is trending towards them potentially getting off of Fox. It, it actually it make,
2: that makes a lot of sense because. I don't think we get we normally get Fox cards in late in February.
1: No, I you know January, February and then early April. So you're kind of you're kind of running those out pretty quickly. So yeah. you're only going to get about four or five tops, so yeah. Uh also on that on that uh Pori, I, I just real quickly on poirier Gagechi, I know some people were confused that Alvarez didn't get that fight. I'm 99% sure he does not want that fight. So Eddie seems comfortable, seemingly to just kind of wait it out. I think he's probably looking at a title. He wants to be the number one contender, uh, so he's kind of hanging out in the weeds, I guess. And then you also have Condit, Matt Brown, which is the fight that in 2012 I would have been crazy about. Right now, it's just I, I like I kind of feel sad because I have a feeling that Carlos Condit's going to go face down. So. Yeah, I
0: I can't be sad because I I I kind of asked for this fight as a retirement fight for both. So so what's
1: your problem
3: then? <laughs>
0: I know after this fight's over I feel like I'm going to regret asking for this But I can't be a hypocrite So I'm going to have to sit,
2: I'm going to watch it And I'm going to pray for the best and, uh... I mean it's kind of fitting that one of them Goes into retirement Like just on their back
1: I mean it has to be the case yeah. I just wish it wasn't against these two And Matt Brown if he wins another fight he might He could go from retirement to number one contender By the end of this year which would be amazingly weird Yeah
0: We'll, we'll see. Uh, th- I feel like they're both going to empty out the remaining gas tank on each other, and that'll, that'll be it.
1: I mean, at 170, though, like, who, who's who's going to stop you? Like, if Matt Brown beats Carlos Condit, Neil Magny, like, there's there's not a whole lot of depth there. So. We'll maybe,
2: maybe Kamaru Usman finally gets a name.
1: Mm. I wish I was on to have discussed that Usman performance. I, I, I love Kamaru Usman. I think he's good. I think if you put him against anybody in this division... Uh, He wins, you have to be, when the eight ball is uh, stacked against you, you have to be, you have to finish guys, you have to be a little bit, you know. uh,
0: Yeah, it was kind of, well, I mean, according to him, he had a calf injury, but yeah, that fight um, was kind of. I'm sure, I'm sure he was was
1: beat up. I'm sure. It was kind of, yeah. Yeah. Also, Darren Till has a new nickname. We have a new contender for the worst nickname of all time. It is the Gorilla. So he is Darren the Gorilla Till, Yes. I thought that that was uh, – I'd assume – It doesn't up? even fit. Like, I don't – He, he – look, I didn't nickname the guy. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> where did this come from? And as the only half-white guy here, I cannot defend the nickname. I just – it's not fitting. Uh, but his, <laughs> his, tw- his Twitter thing is now he's now Darren the Gorilla Till. He says it's because he's bigger than everybody in the division. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nah,
0: I'm not buying a till. You, you can do better than that. Go go back to the drawing board. You got you to do better than that. I, he saw, quite... go ahead.
2: I, I saw a picture of him recently standing next to Jimmy Manoa. The, the man is a 180-205-er. Oh, my
1: God. He's a big dude. I, a big dude with long arms. We, we, yeah. we see what being big and long can get you in MMA.
2: Yeah.
1: Gorilla. Such a played-out nickname. He claims he didn't come up with it. That, that he's just announcing it, but he, other people have come up with it. To me, you, you made that fucking nickname up. I've right. never heard you called the gorilla ever. In your life. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright, do we want to dig into this whole... Do we, do we know what belt that uh, Tony and Habib are actually fighting for? Like, I, I think it's the interim. I've heard it, so many mixed things, I have no idea what's happening.
1: Like, he did an interview, and he said it is the interim title, but, um, but because Connor is still out, it is also the real title. But Conor's not being stripped. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so what are we really um, finding? It's for? this simple. It is so simple. Just say, look, Conor, we don't know when he's coming back. He is the champion emeritus when – or champion emeritus. I don't – I'm not going to speak Latin or whatever. But when he's ready to come back, he'll get the immediate title shot. And that's not that complicated. Now, I do know that Conor McGregor has, like, a clause where he gets – like, his, his money is different if he's champion. So stripping him and not having a backup title – Probably does create a little bit of an issue, but nobody's buying, like, like this is, you're only going to hurt Tony and Khabib as draws if you have them fighting for the interim belt when most people consider it to be the real belt because the champion hasn't fought. You're talking September. Like, he's, he's talking about coming back in September. That's not going to, like, there's no way. There's no way to pull that off.
2: No, he's yeah. not coming back in September.
1: I don't think either. I don't think either.
2: As far as I'm concerned, McGregor is retired, and he's just waiting around, waiting for like a GSP type fight.
1: And you know what? Like, if 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 that's
0: what you want to do, that's that's fine. Like, I'm not even against that at this point. But it's like you gotta come up off the belt. Like, you can go run around and do whatever you want, but do it do it on your own time.
1: And the thing that I the problem that I have is. If GSP said, hey, I'm going to come back in November, I would be pretty comfortable in believing that GSP will not do anything to prevent himself from being able to come back in November. Guessing, betting on Conor McGregor to not do something outlandish between January and November is absurdly, like, it's it's so risky. Because not, not that he would ever get into any... I can't even say he would never get into any legal trouble because he was, like, in a bar fight the week he was going to deal with speeding tickets and, like, he's just... You can't you can't predict this guy's behavior to believe he'll come back in November.
2: So like, this is a guy who got interviewed because he was taking pictures with guns in Ireland. Yeah. Like he got interviewed by the cops and everything. Right. Like the the dude is I do say he's spiraling, but it, it seems that his grip on his self control is um is loosening.
1: There is a lot. I don't know how
2: many train. more referees and commissioners he'll
3: see Yeah, like, just, <laughs> exactly. Like, you just
1: can't, you can't predict, you can't bet on what this, if you told me Conor McGregor was going to fight at the end of the week, I wouldn't be able to know what would happen between Sunday and Saturday. He's unpredictable in a, in, a, in a way that makes you, that makes it hard to count on him going forward, but you have to count on him going forward because he's the biggest money draw in basically all of combat sports. So it's like, what do you do? I,
2: I saw a, a little interesting, um, Conspiracy theory that uh, Dana's uh, Dan getting all into this like Zuffa boxing thing, or not, I don't even know what it would be called now. Would it be Zufa boxing? It's Zufa boxing. Yeah, Zuffa boxing. boxing. And that uh, he's going to use Conor McGregor as a bargaining chip to get real, like to get actual boxers to join him by lining Conor up with big fights.
1: Fuck! I if I was a boxer, that'd, that'd be interesting to me. I'm
2: just waiting for this all to explode.
0: It right, will. It's. <laughs> I just keep waiting for that moment where all of this is just going to explode.
1: I wonder. My 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 guess is that when this paper when this TV deal comes in, regardless of what it is, there's going to be some serious shakeup because at that point you have guaranteed money, like you have a guaranteed money increase. So I wonder what's going to happen then. Like, are they going to be less lenient? Are they going to be more lenient on Connor because? This whole thing is going to spiral at some point. Like it's going to hit a head at some point. But um when how like I don't I don't know. And and everybody everybody involved has leverage because Conor needs the UFC, the UFC needs Conor. And at this point like at some point this is going to become an issue where somebody's going to need somebody else a little bit more. And when that happens, I think you're going to start to see some serious fucking Like I said before, it would not surprise me if the UFC manufactures themselves so that there is never another Conor McGregor. Like, just nobody can ever get bigger than... Like, I think that this is a scary moment for them, and it reminds me of the WWE when all their stars started to leave, when you had Rock going to Hollywood, and Hogan and Austin were gone, and all of a sudden they were left rebuilding, and they found one guy who was really loyal... And nobody ever touched that guy because they always made sure they had these manufactured elements in place to keep everybody in line. So I, I hate the idea of that, but it wouldn't surprise me if that's the case.
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And the never-ending, <laughs> literally the never-ending story. <laughs> it really is, and it's <laughs>
1: unfortunate. It's 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 so unfortunate to Khabib and Tony Ferguson because this is the best fight MMA could put on, full stop. Like All this is no fight will ever equal this fight in terms of pure talent.
0: And it sucks because, like, at the end of this, like, I'm going to be so hyped for the fight. And and pray to God that, that, like, this doesn't get canceled again. Because Lord knows how many times this fight has been booked and hasn't happened. But it's like...
3: (laughs) <laughs>
0: and, and it's like
1: it, yeah and it's not it's not all Khabib so let's be fair it's right. not all Khabib getting hurt because I think Justin blew his neck out and then I'm
0: just wondering like after this fight no matter who wins like I want to get hyped but it's like are you really going to fight Conor next like I don't know what's going to happen to you after this fight like I don't know if you're really a champ or like are you a real champ are you interim still or what's I don't this, know the
2: thing that really kills this for me is just like this is the deepest division in the sport yeah right that's being held hostage
1: and it's when, so idiotic that you won't open up a 165 class because you have so much talent at 155 you would think that look we got about 10 to 15 fighters who can fight for a title who are backed up let's open up 165 those guys will go up some 170 years will come down and we'll have a new division where we can have these title fights again so it's just weird that they won't commit to that you can commit to a 145 which is not really a 145 but you can commit to other weight classes, but you can't commit to 165, which is the most logical weight class for your organization. So, mostly,
0: we'll see. It's, uh, every everywhere Connor goes is just trouble. <laughs> it's just something a, wild going on.
1: Yeah, every yeah.
0: He's he literally he's he's literally just a typhoon. Like for better and worse, he's he's just like a whirlwind of just
1: I, craziness. I, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if if Aram if Pacquiao wasn't with Aram, I think they would have made I I really do think they would have made McGregor Pacquiao by now. Oh yeah. But Bob Aram is a no go for them, and I don't think they'll they'll do business with I don't think they'll do business with uh Delahoya either. Could you do McGregor Zab Judah? Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're looking for a fight to make, like, if you're looking for a Zufa boxing, if we had to plan a debut for McGregor, they'd probably give him somebody who has some name value who's beatable. Malinagi would, they, would be a... Yeah, I don't what, ugh, nobody that, would, that'd be the guy. Yeah, but who, <laughs> I can't. I just can't see that doing any business.
0: Let's, let's not bring that... Oh, God. I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to see Malinagi on see, Twitter. Mal, okay,
1: you can see Malinagi McGregor, or you can rewatch Barroso Volante. Which are you doing? Ugh... Um I, I is, is McGregor on. gonna
2: do the
0: hammer fist eighty times again? Yes. Uh, I don't know, that was kind of funny. <laughs> 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 like I, I hated it, but I laughed at the same time.
1: It was oh, like, God. Or you could watch the Julia Bud a uh, Julia Bud title fight.
3: <sighs> it's
0: gonna leave the sport. Podcast is gonna be over. <laughs> That's the final episode. We still have
1: two cards to cover. Like this is this is absurd.
0: Uh, let's 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 jump into those. Connor's caused enough trouble already. God, God, I, I don't know, I don't know. But <laughs> last night, um, God, we had what, Bellator and UFC uh, and boxing. But I guess we'll uh, we'll we'll start with UFC first. Uh, so UFC 220 went down yesterday in Boston, Massachusetts, uh, headlined by Stipe Miocic and Francis Ngannou, uh, and Stipe went for his historic third title defense, and um, this was a really bizarre fight for me to Be- watch.
2: Before we <laughs> hop into this, I, 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 I want to just bring something up. Do you guys remember watching, um, what was it, Velasquez, Junior Dos Santos 3? Yeah. Yeah, do you, remember how you Do you remember how you felt? Like... Just, I felt just, terrible. I, like, I felt... Yeah. That, yeah. I
3: just... But, I, I,
2: I, <clears throat> at one point... It dawned on me... Oh, yeah. This is hemi- This is heavyweight MMA.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I remember... <laughs> this fight felt like to me. I don't know. You know what it was? I think JDS... Kane 3 I was just like why aren't they stopping this like that was my main concern because yeah this this fight was just like after the third like I rewatched the fight this morning after the third round it was a whole lot of nothing so it's like it is totally heavyweight MMA but JDS Kane I was genuinely concerned for somebody's
0: long this fight didn't make me feel that bad only because like I think I had more personal attachment to the JDS and Kane because like JDS is probably like my favorite heavyweight ever I so like that fight for me was just like, can we not? Can we just not do this? Can we stop, please? Can, <laughs> like,
2: can somebody get this man out of here? I'm, I'm talking about just this being like a slap in the face reminder that, oh yeah, the yeah. heavyweight MMA still kind of looks like this. Yeah. I yeah. watched
1: I watched that fight this morning, and the first thought I had was, why couldn't he just? Why couldn't Kane just fucking stay healthy? Because yeah. it's like in the he would have he would have gotten Ngannou out of there pretty quickly. Probably in the third round, he would have gotten Nganu out of there. And he probably would have gotten Miocic out of there pretty quickly, too, because he's just so... Like, he's so good when he's healthy. And it just yeah. never... We'll, we'll never see Kane Velasquez again. Granted, we can question... I think every fighter who wasn't in the testing area has to be questioned at some in some respects. But he was just such a freak animal. Like, I... I, I watched that fight this morning, and I was like, Stipe's the best heavyweight ever, but he's the best heavyweight ever with a caveat because the guy who probably should have been the best heavyweight ever just has no knees and no back.
0: Oh, see, he posted a picture of himself at the Performance Institute.
1: He was photoshopping that picture. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because he hasn't seen him so long. Right. <laughs> it's like Bigfoot walking outside.
0: He was either photoshopped, or there was a cane that we didn't see that was off to the left in the picture that was just like <laughs> <laughs> that was like holding him up.
1: <laughs> it could have been Glenn I, Jacobs, it could have been the actual, it could have been Kane himself.
0: I, I hope he is better though, man, like I, I really want to see this guy fight again. But... He's
1: so good, he's so good, and Verdum also kind of looked better last night as well, because he beat Kane, and you know, it's like, I wonder, I think they're going to do Verdum, Stipe, we can talk about that I guess in the future, We could, they're going to do that again, I wonder if Verdum has a shot.
0: I don't want, I'll, I'll, I'll save that for after this, I, I don't care to see that fight again, to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I, I, it's gonna tie into something that I'm gonna try to tie it into. So I'm gonna try to actually do some thought processing
0: tonight. But I, I guess to go over this fight for anybody who didn't see it. So I mean, first round, uh, of course, both both fighters are fresh. So leather is being thrown. Um, Francis, I think he started off the fight with like a head kick, <laughs> and then yeah, he, he, yeah, he kind of stalked Stepe a bit. He was he was landing some good shots. Um, Stipe was going for takedowns and Francis was kind of doing just Nganu things where he's just absurdly strong. And I think he shrugged a few off, but towards, I think like that last minute he got taken down. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like the the first round was pretty awesome. And then it was around the second round (laughs) where it was like, oh, kind of like you said, this is heavyweight MMA where like, I mean, Stipe is a little tired. Francis is completely just, like, I don't know if it was, like, adrenaline dump or if it was just him going for the kill in the first and he didn't get it and all of his energy was gone. But, yeah, he he was just completely just... The health bar went down to zero after the first round. And at that point, the fight, for me, it got really weird to watch because I felt like... And I'm not even going to do a round-by-round breakdown. Like, it, it felt like after the first... I almost felt like Stipe could have finished his fight any time he wanted, but, like, for some reason, he didn't. Like, I think clearly, he was tired. But, was like, it was, like, clearly he had more energy out of the two. And I, I was thinking for a second, like, well, maybe Nganu had, a, a, like, adrenaline dump, and, like, he'll, he'll take this round off because he's just probably really tired, and maybe he'll get, like, a second win in the third. Second win never happened. Like, he had a moment, I think, in the third where, and I will give Nganu credit to this. Like, even when Ganu is gassed, even his gas punches hurt. Like, because he, he rocks Tipei in the third with a right hand that still backed him up. And you could tell, like, Nganu still had nothing left. But even I when mean, he's gassed, he's still incredibly strong.
1: I mean, in the fifth round, he's exhausted. He throws a flying knee. So it's like. Right. There's <laughs> so much. There's really so much talent and potential in this guy for someone who, you know, you've heard it, you've heard it pretty much nonstop. Four years in the sport. So.
0: Yeah. Insane. But,
1: talent package
0: you just yeah you you were reminded this was a heavyweight fight like after a while both dudes were gassed there were there were stretches of this fight literally where like it was one sequence where uh stipe had got him against the cage i think he tried to get a takedown it didn't work and then like a few seconds later he he dragged him to the ground and he was literally just laying on top of him like there was there was a stretch where they both just took a nap Nobody was nobody was doing anything, and I was so pissed at. Uh, did Herb? Did Herb referee this fight?
1: Oh, yeah, wait, Herb, right. Herb had a horrible night too. He did, man. He like a consistent pattern for Herb Dean these days is. Man, he had a horrible
0: night. There were I was like, where's the stand? Like neither one of them. They're just like Steepace literally just laying on him, making him carry weight. Francis is just completely gassed. He can't do anything. And Herb you know is looking at them like he wants to do something. Like Herb, just stand them up, Herb. They're not yeah, nobody's it's moving. It's gonna
1: wind up back in that same spot anyways, probably, but at least give him a shot. All there, right. In the fifth round, you knew we were in we were in peak jigglyweight division when uh, <laughs> <laughs> Peak jiggly weight because they clinched against the fence and it was like they made a mutual agreement to just stay there. Like they made <laughs> like just to make sure we don't get separated. I'm gonna switch every once in a while and then you'll take the fence and then I'll take the fence and then we'll just chill. For right. <laughs> so, and uh, it was like I wonder like
0: does Francis just punch that hard that it took that much out of Stepe because he was.
1: Yeah, I mean, yep. I eye exploded after this. <laughs> because
0: the it's crazy round. how gassed he was. Consider- I mean, he ate shots in the first, but that was like the only round where he ate like significant damage. And it's like, were the hits that hard that he was that tired for the rest of the fight? Because I just I kept waiting for the moment where like he would drag Nganu down. And I'm like, all right, maybe he'll just go for a rear naked choke. And not going to defend anything. He's just kind of sitting here. Go for a choke or just. Have one explosion, you probably can finish the fight. And it yeah, just... I mean,
1: that's the difference I think between just to follow, just to punch your argument home. That's probably the difference between Kane and Stipe was that Velasquez probably would have finished him against the fence just about any time he was there. Stipe's a little bit even against Mark Hunt, he was just very, he's very economical, almost to a fault. Yeah. and and then but, in the fourth uh... round, he had like. Just finish the fight. Like at, any
0: it, point. Saying, at least in the Hunt fight, I felt like there were moments where like, he was going for it. Because like, there, there was a moment where it was almost uncomfortable to watch like how yeah. much he was no, just... No, no, I don't, I don't disagree yeah. with
1: that. I don't disagree yeah. with that idea.
0: But, like, but in this fight, it was just like... No. It was weird. Th- this fight, and we'll get to it later, this fight and the Lima-Rory fight were... Kind of <laughs> they were both kind of similar, almost. And that just... I don't know. There they was were, some bad
1: th- fight IQ on display last night. In a more than a few fights, I think. Across yeah. both brands. It so, was
0: uh, it was weird. It was weird. But I mean I, I guess all in all, um I mean Stipe at this point I I, I I'd feel comfortable in calling him. He's he's probably the heavyweight goat. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he, he got tagged a lot in the first. It was not the most eye pleasing fight after the first round. But dude, he he stood in there with a the Titan. <laughs> He 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 out. I can't say each out. He he pretty much dominated the fight, even though it wasn't exciting to watch. But you know he he survived the onslaught and just managed to win the rest of the fight. And then for ganu you know probably a pretty humbling loss. But you know may, maybe a loss that was needed, to bring you back down to earth, realize you still have things you need to work on, things you need to get better at. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. St- 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 I I give Stipe a props for surviving that first round, because he, he did eat some hard shots. He ate an uppercut that I think probably would have killed a lot of other people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Pops and Gano, too, because they, they both ate some heavy shots. And, and and Gano, I think, at least showed that he does has a chin. He he can dish it, and he can take it. So, he you know, he, he had some adversity. Unfortunately, he couldn't get through it. He just kind of gassed out. But Steve's the man, though. Like it, it, I know this wasn't the greatest performance, but just in the overall scope of things, like ste steepe is a he he is an animal like this dude his 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 resume is is really really impressive and, and that's what makes it frustrating that I just wanna see kane healthy because uh, like if he if he gets Kane on his resume like that would just be insane that that's really why I wanna see how that fight would turn out but yeah all, all in all steepe's probably the heavyweight goat, not the greatest performance but he 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 got the job done
2: so uh, so, the one thing during the fight that I that um, because I was actually listening to it, I don't normally listen to the commentary, but R- R- Rogan kept harping on the fact that Engano didn't know what, like what to do when he was on his back. I must say I disagree. Like, I he's just
1: I, tired. You could have said just about <laughs> anything Rogan said last night, and I would have been like, you know, I don't agree either. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, and kind was like
2: when he, he had energy, he was doing things to get up that are the, like he was going for underhooks.
1: Right. He, he was turning. I said, but after the second round, was, even tired, even tired, he was shrimping the way that you would probably want a guy to shrimp to get back up. He's just fucking tired. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's like you know, like it. it this is the problem of what happens when you blast two opponents basically yeah.
2: your entire career.
1: That's why I've always been really high on Brian Ortega, because I, I've seen Ortega go through bad moments. So I think that that's more, in, that's more of an, uh, of an in, indictment of your skills than if you KO everybody in the first round. So like when people were like, oh, well, Ortega was losing. You hear it all the time with Brian Ortega that he's losing every round. He's... I've seen him struggle, and I've seen him adapt, and I think that that's very important. And I think that is going to get better because he had to struggle, and in some cases he did adapt. I think the first round he came out, whatever the game plan was, he didn't execute it because after the first round, there was panic in his corner like right away. So I don't know if he just got nervous because it's, you know, it's a big fight. It's his first ever main event, pay-per-view. So I don't know what the game plan was, but he didn't do it, and then after that it was like, you got nothing left.
2: I think the, if, because um, the very first, like Mike um, said, the very first thing he did was throw that head kick. I think the game was to get Stipe to stand up straight. Like, Might have been. Try, Like, just try and get rid of, like, threaten, um, just threaten him with, like, and he was
1: throwing that uppercut, too. Like, they knew he was going to duck down. They had that pretty much scouted, but yeah. Stipe had the uppercut pretty much figured out. I would have liked to have seen knees. I think yeah. that that would have been the difference. Or not the difference, but it would have helped his cause. Yeah, so I have a question uh, to you guys. International Fight Week, July. There probably is. Do, do you think that they have a main event in mind? Um, they probably have to, right? I this organization.
3: <laughs> <laughs> past like they,
1: past they, few they, years, I haven't seen much. I haven't. I love the UFC, but I haven't seen much long term planning. Like
2: they had um. They had some I remember 'cause like last year they were talking about somebody for um oh, it was Jones, yeah, okay, like last I year it just... was supposed to be Jones, all right, so do you think- and it, and it was like around this time that they were talking about it already um I, I have no idea who they could possibly have in mind this year because all their biggest stars seem to be in uh, like not competing yeah, right not now, Not so yeah, yeah so
1: R- reason I ask. Stipe on his own, like, there's a lot of people who feel like Stipe in the UFC, like, they don't, I don't think they get along. I don't think they really Oh, no,
0: people. they clearly don't. You saw the belt thing, right? Yeah. After the, I don't yeah. think
1: they like one another. <laughs> but I also don't think Stipe on his like, Stipe, by his own admission, does not like to do press. He does not like to do PR, and he doesn't like to do promotion. So it's like, they, 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 they clearly have two issues with one another. Could they rely on Stipe Miocic to headline International Fight Week?
2: I mean, they might have to.
1: I mean, I, I probably... Well, I mean, they could do... You could push Cyborg Nunes into July.
2: But would they trust that no. to headline his national fight week? No.
1: No, you're probably right. You could do Mighty Mouse.
2: Delicious. And... Um, well, going into our next fight, um, maybe okay. they do Stipe DC. Cormier
3: maybe. said,
1: he does, Cormier said he's, not, he's not up for that. I believe he made that very clear. The reason, like, Stipe as a draw just hasn't been, like, he hasn't been a big draw. If you look at you, I I make this comment all the time. UFC 211 should have done a lot better than what it did. That was a loaded card headlined by two big heavyweights, and and JDS has been a draw in the past, so that didn't do big numbers. When he was in Cleveland, the Cleveland show had CM Punk, so it was like the, the CM Punk show, and UFC 198 was in the big stadium, it had Shogun, Cyborg, Maya, Jacare, Vitor, like a bunch of big Brazilian names, and it did terribly. So I, I, like, he might be the only option to headline International Fight Week, but I don't know if they trust one another to do that. And so, like, I, that's what I was gonna ask. Like, do you think Kane Stipe is big enough to headline International Fight Week? <sighs> <laughs> That's, I big
3: feel
0: big like big. that that headliner brings a a, a heap of issues because uh, you, you have to count on Stipe to promote and do a lot, that's a lot of press to do for International Fight Week. Right, and then we have to worry about is Kane gonna make this walk because yeah, and, and that's that's during International Fight Week that is not a week you want to have your main event get canceled or like
1: again. Well, <laughs> yeah. the, good, the good thing with Kane is
2: like he 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 gets injured pretty far out from the card.
0: So he'll have time to recover before.
1: No, so so they'll have time to find somebody else. Right. (laughs) Verdum might get. They might bring up Verdum against Walt Harris again just to keep Verdum loose and ready to go in case there's an issue. (laughs) How ironic, by the way, that the the guy who the UFC probably is most relying on to stop this Stipe Miochik reign is a CAA guy who previously tried to, I think, what was like, make an organization. Like, he was a part of the association, wasn't he? It's a MMAAAAAAAA, yeah. <laughs> One too many A's, I think.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. So, I don't know.
1: I just wonder about International Fight Week now because it seems like the schedule is getting mapped out and I, don't, I can't see what they do for July, you know.
2: Like, I, I, th- I think they're going to put all their money on trying to force Cormier's hand.
1: I think so. Yeah. Like, well, I guess, or they can hope for good news on Jones. But you're not gonna probably get any good news on Jones. That's this year.
2: Yeah. Um, wow. Or, or maybe they just balk at it. I don't know. Maybe they just because uh, what did they end up going with last year?
1: They last well last year they were gonna do GSP Bisping, Nunez Shevchenko, and Garbrandt Dillashaw. They lost two of those, so they brought in uh, Whitaker, Romero. Did by the way, did we discuss Robert Whitaker? Uh, last week. I know, but I mean, have you heard what happened? Uh, no, what happened? Whatever. Whitaker has a staph infection that apparently like got into his organs. Oh. Yeah. So that was what Dana had said last night. He was that. That's why everybody's been so hush hush. Is that? It's apparently like a bad staff infection that got mistreated, and yeah. So he said eating at organs. And when I heard that, I'm like, well, Uriel Romero was about to become the official. Official. Yeah. He's been the official champion, just uncrowned, but now he's gonna be the official official. Prior.
0: so he's probably gonna be Salon for a...
1: Well how long did it take? Who was it who got the was it Gillard or Eastman who got that staff infection that like was similar to that? They were gone for a while too. Jesus. Don't, don't Google that. Don't Google that picture. I'm not, I'm not, okay. I'm, yeah. yeah. So you don't have Whitaker for International Fight Week. Um, TJ, TJ, DJ sounds like the only thing I can really think of.
0: Yeah, it's probably that. Um, I yeah, feel like you can count on both of those dudes to, maybe oh, they yeah.
2: just try to load it up with three title fights by people who just aren't draws. Like you, 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 you could go, do that. Um, who would it be? So it'd be like, uh, you throw the, the, the super fight, TJ, DJ, I don't know, Nico Montano and somebody else.
1: And somebody else. Can't do Page Van Zant?
2: Yeah. You could womp, do Paige Transan if you don't care. <laughs> you don't give a shit.
1: Womp, womp. You could just try. You can try her out and be like, yeah, she won her last fight. Were you watching? Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're just gonna throw that switch kick highlight yeah, over, just and, over, over and over again. Yeah, and over
1: that broke her arm.
0: Oh man. What about
1: was... what about Nate and Tyron? Nate Diaz. Can you suck it up to put him in there for International Fight Week?
2: I, I think it. I think at this point they're just not doing it on principle. Probably. Um, no, they might do Tyron
1: Till. It would be very, 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 very fucked up, but also very, very, very UFC to do Colby Covington against Tyron Woodley <laughs> on International Fight Week. Have they ever done an American vs. American <laughs> as the headliner for Fight Week? International Fight Week. Um, as the headliner?
2: Oh, man. Yeah.
1: Since they started it, I would say no. They had-
2: sound bites, that's going to get
1: Son and Silva.
2: I can't wait till Covington drops the end bomb
1: Because you know what he said? <laughs> my, my first thought was he'll bring out like Din Thomas and be like, this is my black friend. So that he can't, <laughs> anything he says can't offend anybody. <laughs> but you know what? Like, I don't like Colby Covington, but I guess if you're going to go with an international fight week thing that has a little bit of, like, if you're looking for somebody that's going to get some heat, he could probably get you some
0: heat. Yeah, he'll get you some heat. It might not be good, good heat, good, but it'll be heat. It'll be heat nonetheless.
1: RDA Woodley. That's not going to draw, but that's a headliner. That's That's a qualified headliner, I think.
0: True, true. We'll see. We'll see. UFC had their 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 schedule work cut out for them.
1: <laughs> I mean, so far to their credit, so far if you remove those, if you remove the Fox event that's upcoming, they've done a pretty decent job loading up the schedule pretty well. Like these are these are good fights that we're getting, but uh, it's gonna get interesting in in June, July.
2: What's the headliner be? Jacare Romero too.
1: I'm fine with Yoel Romero headlining anything. <laughs> so you could you could. You, you could do Romero, Cormier, and I'll be like, I'm, I'm in.
0: Let's do it. See that would be <laughs> a good one.
1: <laughs> Romero, anybody. Is, give me Romero, anyone. I've never been so disappointed yet so happy. When they pulled Whitaker out, I was like, ah. Oh. And then there was like, well, Romero's in, and I was like, great. <laughs> it's, it's time. It's time for – it's God's will for your Romero to be every champion.
0: Let him the power go. <laughs> of the, the power of the stool. The stool, the stool power's coming.
1: Do you think Romero could throw in Ganu? Ooh. I've seen him do that. I don't know how big that dude was in the GIF where he fucking ankle picks that guy.
2: <sighs> um, Maybe back in the day. Yeah, I don't, I
1: don't know about Are now. Are you trying to tell me that 40-year-old Yael Romero cannot suplex a, a man of... No I he would I, I I'm, I'm trying to tell you that 50-year-old
2: Joel Romero. <laughs> oh boy. yeah, I forgot
3: it. That's first of all, that's very rude. I don't
0: know. Oh, Any uh You're trying
1: to tell me Joel Romero and Dan Henderson are like the same age. I would believe it. They cannot be of two completely de- They're not even like the same species. <laughs> if you watch them athletically, they don't even look like they're in the same They could not be from the same planet.
0: Romero is in. He's one of those evolved uh, humans. They're they're unclassified, but they walk among us. There are a few of them. He's one of them. He's like an X Man, right? <laughs> he Literally, is like an X Man. Oh man! All right. Any okay. uh any, any final thoughts on this? Someone uh, needs on to get
2: Francis and Gano a fucking treadmill.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was I was I was gonna say, and actually, shout out to my friend Jay. He just texted me asking me do do I think Steep is the the go or not. I'll say just this final thoughts. So I, I guess for Nganu. I'm I'm pretty sure he'll be back to a title fight. I, I feel like he'll be back soon. Um, but yeah, probably definitely need to work on that cardio, get, get get some uh, have some better technique instead of just relying on brute strength, cause that's it's only gonna get you. But so far, and I mean to be honest, his brute strength will probably work against like 98% of that division, but when you fight dudes like a stepe like you're going to need just a, a bit more um but i i'm pretty sure we'll we'll see him again back in a, a a title fight like not too long from now um i'm pretty sure
1: yeah i i would agree there are some people who said he was rushed but he knocked out the number 1 contender or the number 1 ranked guy so he's like you really had no choice right just keep away from Verdum, and i think he'll be fine i think Verdum is the only other guy other than Stipe who can who can do what, what Stipe did for a consecutive amount of rounds without getting hurt. And even Verdum is a little sketchy because he like I saw Tabura wobble him a few times. So. Right. Uh, Stipe's the I, I guess my final thoughts would just be Stipe's the greatest heavyweight alive. Um, I think if he beats Kane, you could maybe make the argument he's one of the greatest fighters ever. And other than that, and Ganu, I don't even know if I don't even know if a treadmill would help. Like I don't know if a man that big, just a guy that big having a cardio issue is not surprising. I, it should almost be expected. I, I don't know what would help. Uh, like I like to see him cross train a little bit more, work on your wrestling a little bit more, and just you know this this experience alone I suppose will help him. Yeah.
2: Well, well um, I, I, I say this because it's seeing all the footage that I have of him. I I haven't watched a lot of the embedded stuff. Mm-hmm. I've never seen him run. He just picks things up and puts them <laughs> down. <laughs> and, 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 what, and a lot of heavyweights do that. They, they literally I, talk about we don't run. they, they do no road work whatsoever.
0: Yeah, i yeah. and Ganu, with cardio would be frightening. Like even just a little bit more. Like no, hey, maybe I'm not, not saying
1: he can't get better. I just don't know how. Like like a guy that size, I just assume that.
0: Even yeah, in the NFL, like, you
1: have a 40 second period between plays. Right,
0: To right, yeah. yeah. He, he's not going to be a, a Kane or a Stipe, but if, if he can just improve on that just a little bit, like, if he can get his cardio to last him a solid
2: three rounds, he won't need five. He'll kill you in three. Well, like, this, you'll die way before then. Well, he's also all, gained, like, ten pounds since he got to the UFC.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's mostly... It's not like he's fat. It's mostly just, like, he's, he's yeah, just really just, heavy. Yeah. So. Well, he's eating. Well, 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 he's eating now, like... It wasn't he wasn't living a glamorous life prior to the UFC, so I would assume that with yeah. weight training and strength and conditioning. Yeah,
0: we'll see though. He'll be back. But Stepe, great, great job at making history. Third, third title defense as a heavyweight. Um, yeah, dude, dude, he's
2: it's a bad boy. It's a bad boy. Also, Dewey Cooper, uh, you should know better.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I would agree with you.
2: Clap. Uh, Dewey Cooper was in his corner uh, and got in his corner. And instead of, you know, helping, trying to shake them loose, you know, get get the joints moving and everything like that, they just put towels on him.
1: <laughs> put towels on him and yelled at him.
2: Yeah, like I didn't, right. I didn't
1: see a lot of technical advice. Well, I mean, of course, it's in another language, but it just seemed like a lot of yelling.
0: Yeah, they probably just, like, just go hit him. Just go hit him.
1: What fight, no, was it? what fight was it recently where that was, like, the basis of the advice?
0: Ah, uh, I feel like I complained about it.
1: It was just like, why don't you just go out there and, like, just go knock him out. And it's like, I can't remember. <laughs> I cannot remember. Oh, God. I, I think it was uh, Emil Meek and Kamaru Usman where they were like, why aren't you just hitting him? <laughs> 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 like, we fucking take him down all the time. What do you want me to
0: do? Oh, man. Cor- cor- corner advice in 2018. We need you guys to do better. <laughs> it's not
1: Reagan Penn bad, but it's good.
0: Oh, man. Uh, on to this uh, co-main event. Uh, Daniel Cormier, Volkan Uzdemir for the light heavyweight title. Um, I was really just interested to see how this fight was going to play out. I I, I was rooting for Volkan, kind of trolling, but. (laughs) Just because I just want to, I just want to see chaos. (laughs) But, I mean, to to Volkan's credit, he he had a pretty decent first round. Um, he he came out, he started really fast. He was kind of throwing leather. He, He caught Cormier with a few good shots. Um, but kind of feel like, well, not, not to the extent of, um, the main event, but I I feel like there was a point towards like the end of the first where like, I mean, he wasn't like completely gassed, but I felt like he just kind of slowed down just a little bit. And then, yeah, by, by the end, by like that last minute, maybe even a little more like Cormier just started to turn it up and I mean, props to Vulcan for surviving because what he, he ate some combinations. He got rocked a few times. He got taken down and had that had the round lasted like five more seconds. He was going to be out of there. Like the choke was in. Yeah, he just needed more time. He was about to be out of there. He literally got saved by the bell. And then second round, D.C. does what D.C. does. Like if he takes you down, you're, you're probably just done. And yeah, I mean, Vulcan had a, had, had a good performance, I, I would say, like all things considered, you, you're fighting pretty much outside of John Jones, like, the best light heavyweight that probably ever walked the planet. I mean, you you made it somewhat competitive for at least a small amount of time before you (laughs) kind of got ragdolled around, but, I mean, D.C. going to D.C., man. Like, this dude, I poke fun at him sometimes. I don't think he's really good at trash talk. I find his trash talk to be cringy sometimes, but, like, he he literally is like outside of John Jones, he is like the best light heavyweight that ever walked this earth. Like I I don't think it's a question, in, in my opinion, and he I feel like people still just give him flack just because he's DC, but it's like dude he he, he runs through everybody, and this is Uzdemir was just another victim. Like <laughs> he was he was literally he was just another victim. Like he he just you know D, DC going to DC. I, I don't really have a. Too much analysis, other than just DC's just—he's a beast, man. The the dude is a—he's a—he's a
2: a stud. Um, I just realized they could do DC Gustafson too for International Fight Week. That's what I'm waiting for.
0: I I hope they do do that. If if Gus is healthy,
1: that that's such a big if. Yeah. That (laughs) that, with that guy, and and I think his back is shot. Like that guy, I don't know.
2: So what you're telling me is light like heavyweight is already dead. We just don't know it
3: yet.
1: And do you want to do you want to do you want to follow up on uh, on that point, or just do you want to give your thoughts first? Because I think I got a rant inside of me. Um,
2: a storm is uh, reached inside. I was kind of me. I, I was kind of rooting for Vulcan too because well, not rooting for him, but because like I said, I've never felt as bad for a fighter after a. a after a year, than like I did for DC. Like, the narrative coming away from him beating Rumble Johnson a second time and doing it way easier than he did the first time is Rumble quit before the fight even started. It was all about him retiring and not wanting to actually fight. Then he goes and he gets his rematch with John Jones, loses in the most heartbreaking way possible after a combative, like, couple rounds. And then it comes out to John Jones. The the fight doesn't even count because John Jones can't uh, I don't know test positive anymore or test negative anymore for on a test and pass some polygraphs though yeah <laughs> okay pal <laughs> no
1: the- I took the, I took this test that Albuquerque that the fucking my manager paid for <laughs> not that the test not that the test wasn't accurate but the point is like it was like this isn't like a court of law polygraph he went and like his manager set up a polygraph test. Like, come on, dude.
2: I'm pretty sure Jeffrey Dahmer passed a polygraph test. That's what, yeah, that's, what D- yeah, that's what DC said.
1: <laughs> no, I don't doubt that he like I don't know I don't know the whether he did or didn't cheat on per like whether he did he cheated, but whether he did it on purpose or not is, is the debate. But like a polygraph test isn't gonna convince anybody any other way. Like it's, it's yeah. just nothing. It's PR-related shit. Like, Honestly, God, if you are a pathological liar, you can get away with that type of shit.
2: Because you believe every word that comes out of your own mouth.
1: Right. Right. It's just, to me, that was like, he's like, oh, he passed the polygraph. It's like, that, that's great. He also failed that drug test, so.
2: But yeah, I've never felt as bad for fire as I've felt for, like, DC. Especially with all the shit from fans. Yeah. Talking about not just attacking him as a human being. Which is insane. So, like, to see him come out here and just like win this fight, it, it was incredibly pleasing. Uh, as far as where it leaves the division,
1: <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> I, I, maybe Glover
2: gets his title shot after Do, all.
1: Really? Like, I we're, st- I'd we're, we're right.
0: stuck where we've always been. Like nowhere. Right, we're just we're in the quicksand and you we're know, just slowly it, sinking.
1: There were parallels between the heavyweight and the light heavyweight title fight. Both divisions really needed the new guy. Not maybe not just to win, not, not to win, but to be really impressive, even if you lose. And we're back where we were, where the best chances of beating the the best chances of the champion losing falls upon guys who are either hurt or problem child problem childs. Yep. At heavyweight, you have the hurt Kane and the problem child Fabricio Verdun. at light heavyweight, you have the problem child John Jones and the hurt Alexander Gustafsson. so That's
0: life
1: I guess <laughs> so, that's, <you> know, <laughs>
0: life in, that's life in the heavyweight and light heavyweight for like the last like five years like. <laughs>
1: see, but I was hoping for Vulcan to make a competitive performance where we'd probably want to see a rematch because I think that Dominic Reyes has potential to. I don't want to say be champion, but potential to, to fight for a title at some point. Yeah, and this, I, is a, this is a division I, where, go ahead.
2: Go. I, I will say Dominic Reyes will be champion, because by the time he's champion, Gustafson will be all the way broken, and DC will be retired.
1: <laughs> It'll just be him and Jan Blachowicz in a best of 3,000 <laughs> series. But I mean, like I don't want to see him rushed. Like Curtis- and so,
0: somehow Shogun will still be fighting.
1: On one leg. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by then, like, they'll probably, we'll probably be allowed to, you'll probably be allowed to fight with, like, cybernetic limbs, so. (laughs) No, but, like, if I can, not to take over, but just, like, what do people want from DC at this point? People, people just
0: hate DC. Because he's a dad. Right. He's
1: a corny, like, he's corny as fuck, but, like, I kind of love that about him. But, I mean, like, it started when he came into the UFC. Because they set him up with Roy Nelson, and he was booed versus Roy Nelson. They set him up with Frank Mir and I think, California, and it was not like he was the overwhelming favorite either. It's only gotten like, what do you want from this guy? Somebody was like, he's not a class act. And I'm like, dude's crying after every fight. Like, he's genuinely, he's just a weird, emotional kind of guy. I don't know what else you'd want from him. Like, what else do you want from a guy who beats everybody he fights? Tries his best to hype up fights. You know, we talk about how nobody sells fights. He's trying. He's not great at it, but he's really trying hard. He's great he, at it when it comes to Jones. I thought he did a pretty decent job with Gustafson as well. The problem is Gustafson didn't want to talk, so you can't like you can't, <laughs> right. you can't hype
2: up. <laughs> it's not
0: fun when you're just picking on the kid who doesn't want to Right.
1: Like <laughs> you, you could talk about how Gustafson got his opportunities and lost, but if he's like, Yeah, that's true, then like what do you I just don't right. know what people want from him as a person. As an athlete is he always the most aesthetically pleasing? No, but he's finished just about everybody he's ever fought, except for Gustafson at, at light heavyweight. Gustafson's the guy who, Gustafson and Jones. If you remove Jones from the equation, it's just Gustafson. So what do you want from him? Like he, I guess, he's a good representative for the sport. He's he's knowledgeable. Uh,
0: I guess I guess that's the kind of thing I don't get either. It's like uh, I used to poke fun at him just because yeah I agree. Like I felt like he was a bit corny, but like that's just kind of where but he's my like poking a fun
3: stops. Yeah, like
0: he he's like. He reminds me of, like, your uncle who still tries to, like, crack jokes with the young kids, but, they, like, he he's kind of lost it in that department. But, like, he's still a good guy. Like, for me, it's just, like, I make fun of him because I I think it's trash talk is it's kind of it. But, like, take that aside. If you look at, like, him just as a fighter, I don't understand what you can hate. Like, he's literally, he's dominated everybody, right. not named John Jones. But even
1: like, as a person, like, he's not a guy who's, he's not in trouble with the law. Right. He's a regular dude. Yeah. Like okay, so he tucks his his shirt into his sweatpants. That doesn't make him what do you (laughs) want from the guy? No, I said, like, he's like your old uncle. Like like, I just but I like I think the hate for DC is so unfairly slanted. And it was like so many people got off on seeing him cry after losing to John Jones. By the way, every human being on the face of the planet who would lose to John Jones in that fashion after two years of build up would cry. Doesn't matter who you are. Anybody would have cried. Jones cried after winning. We would a, a bitch too because he like, I don't understand where MMA fans, just their issue with DC. At some point it's got to stop. We need to accept that this guy, we're going to miss him when he's gone. I think that's the best way to put it. When when DC retires we're going to miss him. And we're going to wish we appreciated him a little bit better. And um, you know, Vulcan Ozdemir, I don't think he's done, but I didn't see anything outside of like the first two minutes of that fight that left me to believe that
0: Yeah, he would. That a rematch wouldn't go any different. Not
1: only that, but that he can like compete with the. To me, there's a there's there's a a tier of guys who are five stars in that division, and then there's the four star guys. Vulcan is a comfortable four star guy. He's in there with Manoa and OSP, and I guess Serkunov and probably Glover Teixeira. But I don't know if he's got what it takes to get to Gus, DC, or Jones. And he's the youngest of that bunch, so that makes me really worried about where two hundred five is going to wind up going. Which,
2: if um, if we're being fair, I don't think if John Jones comes back, I don't think they're going to let him fight at light heavyweight. I think they're going to tell
1: him you have to go up to heavyweight. Jones versus Jones versus Miocic is. I know Jones didn't want to do it, but they're about the same weight. Like they're pretty close. I think if you if Jones wasn't cutting, he'd be around two twenty, right?
3: Yeah. I
1: don't know. I'm worried about two oh five. It's going the way of two oh five live, I think. We're gonna be in
0: <laughs> deep not to get on a, a sidetrack, because I, I don't watch tough. Why have they not done a tough two oh five yet?
1: Good. They did it, they, not... they did. It was terrible. It gave us Khalil Roundtree and uh Oh, that's where he came? From? Yeah, Khalil Roundtree and wasn't it Andrew Sanchez? Yeah. Oh lord. And and um that that tough was so low on like two oh five talent that uh what's the French guy? Oh, I know who you're talking about um, crab. Oh god, he fights in cage warriors. Is he the one who
2: quit on the stool on tough?
1: Yeah, and then they brought him back another time, and then they brought him back a third time. So like, it was a it's a thin talent pool at 205.
0: And there it sucks because yeah, it, I I can't even be mad at the UFC because it's across like every yeah organization like 205 in general is just like in shambles.
1: And this is why I truly think they need to be at like the NFL combine. And just, right. <laughs> just, yeah. And uh, are you a fullback? You're probably not going to make the NFL. Okay, well, we'll pay for you to go train. Like, right. start recruiting some guys because these divisions are getting very thin and <laughs> very quickly at the top. 185 is having a bit of a renaissance, it's having a bit of a rejuvenation period, but still.
0: That's why I'm waiting for Weidman to go up to
1: 205. Oh, my God, Weidman, yeah. Romero, Rockhold. Why are you waiting? Like, Rockhold and Romero, okay, you're fighting for a title. Weidman, you're probably not going to get another shot. So just go up. Yeah, just go up. Who else? I mean,
0: you'll, you'll end up fighting for another title in, like, two fights. Yeah. Like-
1: and instead of having just- to fight a very, very, very good middleweight, you will fight a decent 205-er.
0: Right. Okay. So you'll probably run through.
1: You mean to tell me Weidman can't take Glover down for three rounds? Of course he could. Like, it just doesn't make sense. So, real, yeah, real
2: talk. Um, since John Jones is suspended and we, we don't know what what's the deal with Gus, who has the better heavyweight division? Bellator or the UFC?
1: I don't even know if you could say Bellator because all their light heavyweights are heavyweights now.
2: True. Well, they have Phil right. Davis. They...
1: <sighs> UFC, I will never. Get out of here. Get out of I... here with Phil Davis.
2: You know what? I'll... Are you telling me
1: Phil Davis couldn't beat Jimmy Manoa? Or St. Uh, Pro. OSP, I don't, dude. OSP versus Phil Davis would be a really frustrating fight to watch. Uh, it would be like two guys. Like you ever see a football game where there's a fumble and both teams kind of knock it around to one another, <laughs> and somebody eventually has to fall on it. Right. That would that fight. It would be three rounds of like, well, you, you, you want to win? Uh, uh,
0: I would say the UFC by the smallest of margins has a better division, and the only reason I'll say they do is because when I at least in the UFC and it might only be one or two people, literally only one or two. One or two young guys like a Reyes, or I'll, I'll even kind of throw Tyson Pedro in there just because I'm kind of scratching for names. Just some young guys who are even showing an ounce of promise. I don't think Bellator has any like young guys like that. Like once you get past what? Bader, Mo, Rampage, uh my my man uh Oh uh, God! Who's the guy who was champ who lost to Tito? Oh no, he did he beat Tito? he beat yeah, Tito uh, McGarry.
2: Yeah,
1: McGarry's kind of
0: he's kind of fell off the earth. He he's been a, a terrible slump. Vasel's pretty inconsistent. Like they don't have there's no next crop. There's no new guy. There's no there's nothing there. Like when you get past like that top six and it's just wasteland. Like it, it just drops off. And, I mean the UFC's kind of the same, but there are these two like small blips. Where it's like, all right, he he might turn into somebody, and I don't think Bellator has that at all. Like after that top six, it's just who who is
2: this? Do they even have a Wikipedia page? Uh,
1: <laughs> like, who's, who's it, the, uh,
2: it's probably Jared Trice.
1: Who is uh?
2: Who is literally a doughboy?
1: Kareem so. Adilov.
2: Adilov, oh um, Katerov's cousin, yeah.
1: Yeah, he's in, like. I you know what the UFC is really getting into Russia. I wonder if that's where 205 is going to get their stock from.
2: I mean, I'm looking at the the fight matrix like 205 rankings. They're all Russian, Ukrainian. Yeah. In like.
1: Adelov, and then there was that other dude who fought Barroso last time, on the same card as Edelov, who had a pretty decent performance. I like 205 might be the it might be what heavyweight was for boxing from 2006 to like 2014, where it really is just all. Eastern European big clunky guys.
2: That's gonna be terrible.
1: Sorry, <laughs> Dominic Reyes, you better protect him and, and build him.
0: Right. <laughs> Reyes, the future. We're we're really all depending on you. Like, yeah,
1: no pressure, dude. You just gotta be. No pressure, just Gotta save this division.
0: We know. We know DC is not gonna. He, he only got but so much time left. We we He's can't talking about count on Jones this
1: year too. Yeah. So this oh, year, Lord. So we're, we're we're steps away from OSP. OSP Iloriti is the number one contender fight.
0: No yes. pressure, us, but we need you to save the whole I would not like be mad at if
1: Iller Latifi be- It would be a joke. Like, people would be upset about it, but, like, Latifi seems like the sort of guy you can root for. He's a nice guy.
2: If they let him hey. walk to the cage on an elephant,
1: <laughs> I would be so happy. If you were drawing in a comic book, like, if you were, you didn't know MMA, Iller Latifi versus Joel Romero would be, like, Like, that's the fight you you make up in your mind. Like, this stocky looking dude who looks like he comes out of the circus against this ultra athletic cartoon figure.
2: If this was the 80s, that would print money.
1: Oh my god, those two guys are drawing it. Like, you put those two guys in Memphis with, like, Jerry Lawler, and that's nothing but, like, Hogan versus Joel Romero would make so much money. (laughs) (laughs) They would still be printing money. Hogan wouldn't even oh, fight man. Gawker. He'd be so rich he'd never have to sue anybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I'm trying to think DC. of two. Of, I I think Adilov is probably because I think we can agree that Serkunov's hype is kaput. So probably Kareem Adilov.
0: We'll see. Uh, I think you're right though. We'll, we'll. I don't want to see the press people. People enough. will miss people will miss DC when he's gone. Not, not only just because of like what he. had Brought to the game, but like that, that's a that's a that's a, a an immense talent that's just gonna leave us one day, and it's just not gonna be here. It's a shame he and got. We'll,
1: it's a shame he got here like five to ten years too late.
0: Right, and when he leaves, we'll be stuck watching just Shogun probably fight for a title somehow. Like that that'll probably be a thing. <laughs> <Poor>
2: Shogun, <laughs> Shogun, no. is still, Shogun is still the best counter puncher in the. like <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's just a shame about everything else.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Oh. right, oh, let's go to the next fight. I can't talk about 205 anymore. It's going to start getting really depressing. There's not much left <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> right. Well,
1: no, I mean, there was Burgos. Ka- burgos Qatar was an amazingly good fight. Very uh, I meant fight.
0: Oh, Yeah, I, I,
1: mean, mean, I meant 205. 205. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to be on next. Well, there's no OSP Latifi got moved. Uh,
3: yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sam Alvey might but... be a top 10 late heavyweight. <laughs> Now
0: we definitely have to move on. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm like
1: creating a list in my head of guys who can go up. From, I think there are guys at 170 who could go up and, and be competitive at 205.
0: Oh, man. That's a scary thought. Darren Till, if but, you really
1: want to prove your worth, go save 205. Go be the gorilla. <laughs>
0: uh, is Calvin's last name Qatar? I don't know how to put I thought it, hard, was, but...
1: I thought it was Cater until they started calling him Qatar.
0: Yeah, I've uh, yeah I heard everybody butcher the name and I don't know who to trust. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Qatar. I apologize if I'm wrong, but just call Calvin him Calvin Qatar.
1: Ko because that's what he uh that's what he did. Yeah,
0: this this was an awesome fight. Calvin Qatar Shane Burgos. Um, Calvin just he, this was just a, a nice fight where two dudes just stood in the pocket and it wasn't like a wild like slugfest like they stood in the pocket and traded but it wasn't you know like, just flailing arms or anything, like, Calvin was working that jab like crazy, throwing combinations, um, I felt like Burgos, like, the whole fight, like, he was there, but I felt like he was always, like, one step behind, kind of, sort of, like, his volume wasn't as much as I thought it would be, and it just felt like he was always lagging just a little bit behind, and then, but, yeah, they they both traded really good shots, It, it was a really good fight, literally all the way until that last sequence, which um Jesus Christ um that finish was was um
1: <laughs> perfect uppercut yeah
0: oh my god so i think it started with like did it start with a right hand first i think cuz he tagged him with something first before that uppercut right
1: landed. hand behind the ear got him all loopy
0: yeah he right hand he like stumbled him and then like he stepped back and burgos just kind of stumbled forward and just walked into a, an uppercut that just would have killed anybody and <laughs> he was still, and he was still kind of like there too, which was
1: crazy. Right.
0: He ate the uppercut. He he's still trying to like. I felt like yeah, like he, he was like half conscious. Like I kind of know what's going on, but I'm like in survival mode. And then he just proceeds to eat a, a barrage of punches after that. And like his head is turned around. And yeah, I I I'm not gonna complain about the stoppage only because like I feel like his head bounced when he hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So but that that finishing sequence was beautiful but this was a really 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 good competitive fight two two dudes who really just stood traded both had their moments but i just think Qatar worked the jab more was a bit more active with output and this this uh uppercuts just seemed to be money <laughs> and yeah man but th- this this was the fight like outside of the the main and the co-main. like This is a fight you definitely should watch if you didn't get a chance to check it out.
2: Uh, this is the most painful loss since I saw Tim Elliott um, beat the ever crap out Louis, Louis <laughs> I, 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 I Like, all the Tiger Showman dudes, I'm always going to root for them. Uh, by historic bias, whatever. Um, this is a prime example why you just don't Walk into somebody's jab like repeatedly over yeah. and over and over again <laughs> <laughs> because, because what right hand is like right hands and hooks is it's a little different. Uh, power shots, they tend people can throw themselves off the balance, they can have trouble falling up with a jab. Like, they, they learn so much and they put themselves in a position to land with so much power. Like... It, it, uh, this was basically the story of the fight for me. Like Burgo's just walking into Qatar's jab over and over and over again, showing like very little regard, f- and really kind of just not being able to like do anything to stop it. Do the only fights at one speed and and fights in one direction that's moving forward. So yeah, yep. just... well. punches
0: and bunches. <laughs> Pretty much.
1: Yeah, like if you... It's like with a guy with a heavy lead leg, if they're going to give it to you, take it. Qatar just took the fact that Burgos is a guy who he's going to march forward. His chin is going to be out. He's going to give you to create offense for himself. And Qatar was like, I'll just jab you and get out of the way. Jab and get out of the way. And he was putting combinations together. And Burgos moves well. He, he can fight going backward. He can fight going forward. Uh, but like every time there was a combination, it was like he had to mentally reset. So there was like a reset period he's marching forward jab combination reset second round it looked like burgos got he made the adjustments necessary to get inside he was taking less jabs he was moving his head a little bit better and he was going to the body too and you could see that qatar was beginning to feel those and then i think qatar might have got his nose broken at one point as well third round is basically it was it 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 started quickly so I didn't rewa I haven't rewatched the fight, so I don't know if there was a major exchange before that. But it just kinda of felt like they came out and, and Qatar landed the jab and then the overhand to the back of the head, then the uppercut, and then I know some people didn't like the stoppage, but dude was stumbling around after he got up. Yeah. So yeah. I thought it was a fine stoppage. This fight um this fight is kinda of one of those reasons why why MMA is, is in a weird spot. Shane Burgos has everything you'd want a guy to have. To be a star he's exciting he he looks different he's kind of a weird looking guy his fight style is different you can really get behind him i don't know if it's the nebulous the 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 youth of mma that makes it like this but it's like burgos is a guy who you'd really want to see you if you had to pick a guy to win it would be burgos if you were a booker but Once the bell rings and once the fight starts, it's like once that that's like out of the MMA is a consistent like coin toss. So when you hear people talk about building new stars, this was the fight to kind of build the star. This was the fight against the guy. Burgos should have beaten Qatar the same way that uh, Paige Van Zandt should have beaten Jessica Rose Clark. The same way that you'd hope Duho Choi could beat Jeremy Stevens. And MMA to make new stars is kind of in a process where across both brands you know, across Bellator and the UFC where the prospect gets a fight and it's like, Oh, okay. Well now we have to start over again and everybody beats everybody. There's no like real undefeated. So it's hard to create momentum behind a guy. And I think we're going to, I'll talk a little bit more about this with font Almeida, Mm -hmm. but it's like this fight was frustrating and also an amazing fight to watch. And you're happy for Calvin Katar to get this win in Boston, but it's like missed opportunity almost like you, you look back at it and you're just kind of like, There goes another prospect. So, it was a bittersweet win for me. Yeah, this uh, the 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 the
2: dynamics of just what the UFC is trying to do, and like when you look at boxing, there are guys hired by Top Rank to make sure that the guy Shakur Stevenson fights next has certain tools to test him, right? But is not like in never a million years would he be an actual threat. And he, that's not what Mick Manners and Sean Shelby are looking at when they make these fights. Uh, like, I, I'm sure they came into this fight hoping that Burgos would win. Um, but yeah, like, it's, it's just too dynamic and too... Frankly, just too big. Like You have 600-something fighters on roster. Right like this is what is is going to end up happening.
1: And and very but, few fighters, not to not to cut you off, but just to back up what you're saying. Very few fighters are the same after like fight to fight. There's no real consistency. So, you can have a guy who has like this dom you could have a Duho Choi who runs through everybody, but like the next time he comes out, he could be a completely different guy because fighters are consistently this sport is so raw that nobody's ever like you can bet on what what bud crawford's going to do every fight he has different tools to do it but you can bet your money that he's going to win you can't do that with mma prospects because there's just such a there's such a gap between when they're ready and when they're consistently ready yeah and it takes and, and it also could be argued that there's no developmental organizations underneath the ufc and bellator that last to develop these fighters You know, there's no there's no WEC to make sure that every bantamweight is is successful. There's no Titan FC, I I guess is probably the top LFA, but they're you know, like even LFA is like they have ties to specific fighters that they're trying to protect. Or not trying to protect, but trying to develop specifically. So I don't know if it's a lack of a feeder league, if it's the youth of the sport, if the young talent that we have is not good enough. Like I'm, I think we're seeing an
2: experience gap, like. Could be, for sure. Especially with, like, how featherweight's just shaken up in, like, the past year where we see guys come in and, like, guys like Marissa Bectic and Rodriguez who have, like, these huge athletic advantages dust their way through their competition, but then they get, like, a top five guy and or top ten guy and just, like, fall flat on their ass. Yeah, I think I think it's a kind of a
0: product, especially if you fight at featherweight. It's just a product of, like, how deep these divisions are. Like, Once you make it to, like, the elite, like, even if it's not in the UFC, like, even in in Bellator, like, maybe you were the man in your 45 circuit, you know, maybe in your state, your neighboring states, when you make it to a Bellator or UFC in the 45, your fights, none of them are easy. So, like, I'm not going to say toss your former records out the window, but it's kind of like, you know, it's it's, it's like in college, you know, You're, you're the man in college, you average all these points a game, you go to the NBA... And you find out like, oh, everybody's just as good as me now. Yeah. Like, right. The, the talent, the talent gap. You know, you're the little fish again. Like you're not the big guy anymore. And yeah, you run into a dude <laughs> like Qatar. Yeah, like, like, Katar. like,
1: like as, it, there's a difference between fighting a guy who works in a steel mill nine to five and gets in a training session every three times a week versus a guy who's training like at ATT. Well, you could beat the guy who's who's not training with a top camp in the midwest but when you get to those ufc level events where you're fighting a guy who's training with the best gyms in the world constantly training with the best fighters in the world it's such a massive gap so you're right i i just don't like i don't know what the solution is to develop these next because we're gonna need new stars at some point yeah you know the ufc is holding on to what remains and bellator's star maker hasn't really worked out and You know, Bellator's relying on... This heavyweight tournament is a gimmick, basically, to get viewers. Well, you want to expose the viewers to the new stars, but who are the new stars? (laughs) The
2: new stars are everybody in 205. Tyrell (laughs) fortunately (laughs) didn't fall in the cart last night. Because he's probably the dude who's going to end up fighting whoever wins this tournament. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Bellator's heavyweight situation. I mean,
0: I know we we say the UFC's is bad, but theirs is... um,
2: it's Ooh. it's still only the second worst division.
1: What's number one?
2: Middleweight. No. Oh.
1: Yeah, I would. Agree.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Out literally outside of like two people, there's nobody. <laughs> it's
0: yeah, just exclusive
2: <laughs> 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 But I I think going forward, especially with the UFC, Bellator is going to be still doing the thing where they sign guys zero and zero off the wrestling mat. But with the UFC, I think we're going to get to a point where you have to show up in the UFC ready to rock. Like, it, it just is no other way. Yeah.
0: Especially, like I said, in these, especially, like I feel like in the lower weight classes, like, and, and, and if you're in, like, maybe middleweight, 205, you, you can kind of, I feel like, get away with, like, you, you can come into the big leagues, and you, you might still be okay with your skill set because, like we said, at 205, like, you, you got some decent guys, but it's, there aren't a lot of eye-poppers out there. So you, you can kind of just get by on maybe like your natural talent and what you've been doing so far, but right. man, featherweight, bantamweight, lightweight, like it it just
1: it's not gonna cut it anymore. Yeah, and but. those are like assembly line divisions. If you lose, it's like next like right so, <laughs> like there are so many yeah. great featherweights and lightweights and bantamweights that you almost can't, you're like like I discussed we were talking before you you can't if you're a prospect in those divisions you just can't lose.
0: You can't. And like I'm Case in point, I guess uh, before we go to the next fight, like, I think we mentioned this about like Jason Knight. Like this was a guy who was on a, a pretty good streak, had a good win going. Runs into uh, uh, god, why am I trying to blank? Ricardo Llamas, runs into yeah, runs into Lamas, and like <clears throat> yeah,
1: I mean like, y- y- Yairo Rodriguez. We haven't even heard of Yairo Rodriguez since he lost to Frankie.
0: Right after Frankie, and yeah. it's
1: just a weird division where. Again, it's why I really like Brian Ortega, because you you saw him struggle, so you knew he was going to be... At some point, you're going to struggle to the point where you lose, but you can understand that he was comfortable in losing situations. At some... Like, we... 145 is just a division where you just can't slip up. You can't... You can't have a moment lapse, because there's always going to be another guy on the rise. So... Shane Burgos loses. Well, now Julio Arce. Now we're going to focus on Julio Arce for a while. What if Julio Arce loses? Then we'll have a new. If you want to make any progress, you have to be like Max Holloway and just beat everyone, but or then, be a lightweight,
2: or fight just fight often enough that your losses get like overshadowed. I guess.
1: Yeah, that's always like it's always possible, you know. And, and... Uh, go ahead.
2: Um, no, it was, it was a perfect example of just rising up the ranks so quickly and then kind of falling. Garbrandt. Like, I was
1: going to mention that, like, in the main point about star development. Like, he's another one. And if you want to go back further, TJ Dillashaw is another one. Yeah. Because like, everybody they, everybody loved TJ. TJ was the man. And then he lost. And it was like, well, he can't be any good anymore. Well, even beyond that, just, like, from a developmental standpoint, right. like,
2: these guys got these guys rose, rose up the division so quickly. Yeah. Like, they, they ended up, uh, like... The problems we saw with Dillashaw versus Cruz were evident in, like, his previous fights.
1: Yeah. And, and the
2: same thing with, like,
1: Garbrandt versus Garbrandt. DJ. Almeida. Like, Almeida's the same. We're going to talk about him later, but Almeida's the same thing. Everybody knew he was hittable. It was just like, well, he just runs through everybody even though he gets hit, so it's not a problem. Eventually, it becomes a problem. Yeah. And and these are holes that,
2: and if this was boxing, would be... Hidden for like way longer than they were here,
1: right? And 10 ounce gloves, you know, three three minute rounds, you can kind of protect those, yeah. If so. you're hittable in MMA, it's not, it's almost like a fundamental fatal flaw, yeah,
0: right? Literally, literally. yeah,
1: <laughs> quite literally.
0: <laughs> um, I guess moving on because we're not going to spend much time on this next fight at all. Uh, John Vellante, Francis Mar Barroso, pass, um. Um, yeah, this, this this fight, in essence, uh, John Volante walked forward, Barroso walked backwards, <laughs> Volante threw punches, Barroso... One punch! Um, an overhand! <laughs> he, he may have rocked him maybe once or twice, and Barroso just continued to walk backwards. And that happened for three rounds. And somehow ended up being a split decision. What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody gave Francois a 29-28 score somehow, and he spent the entire fight backpedaling. Um don't know how that happened. I mean maybe but... he fell asleep
1: too. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe maybe he got into Cynthia Calvio's stash and he needs to be test as well. <laughs> Something happened, but
0: that that was that fight. Yeah. Um, no, no no need no need to elaborate. It does nothing for rankings. No no storyline comes from that fight. That's but uh whatever. But prop.
2: To be sure Elan to tune to in you.
1: next time Francis Marjosa is on a main card.
2: Right. Brazil. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: Brazil had a rough
2: night. Uh, ah,
0: God, this next fight. Oh man, this um, this hurt. I'm not gonna lie, this hurt me. <laughs> this hurt me a little bit. Rob, Rob Font, Thomas Almeida, and anybody who knows me, I, I I've been hyping Almeida since I saw him in Legacy. Like I I was convinced like this guy is gonna be a problem when he comes in the UFC, and he was for a little bit. Um, he, you know, he had his. His 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 moment of loss, you know, he lost to Cody, but no no shame in that. Cody went on to become champ, so you know it is what it is. Um, but man, um, I, he's still young, and I'm probably just gonna keep saying that every time he loses to make myself feel better. But I'm I'm getting worried because I feel like the flaws that I noticed before, kind of like you guys mentioned earlier like, they're still there, and they don't seem to have been, like, worked on much, like, Almeida, for better or worse, he's an all-violence guy, like, you know what you're going to get in an Almeida fight, like, somebody's dying, but sometimes, lately, it's been him, and (laughs) he's just, he's so hittable, and not to take away from Font, um, because I don't want to make it seem like, like, Almeida just gave the fight away, like, no, Font, like, he punched this man and like that right hand he landed that the first one that stumbled him like i didn't know how almeida was still walking like how he got up after that like he fell in slow motion i thought he was done i thought he was over but yeah like Almeida's just so i don't know i don't i don't get it i don't (laughs) he he can he can throw with the best of them but like his head is just always there to be hit and against a guy like font who's a pretty good boxer who has good hands like, you just don't want to be so hittable. And, I mean, like, Almeida had moments where he he would kind of, like, slip or move his head off center every now and again. But, like, still, he just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. This 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 one hurt. But, yeah, this one, like, the guitar fight, the ending sequence was just vicious. Like, <laughs> dude eats a head kick and then proceeds to just get pummeled on the ground. And it's just, like. Uh, have we seen, is, is this really the best of Almeida? Like, maybe, is, is this the best he's going to get? Like, he'll, he'll give us some entertaining fights. He'll he'll win a few. You know, he he might have a stretch. He'll maybe put together two fight, one streak, maybe even three. But, like, eventually, he's just, I almost feel like I'm having flashbacks of, like, when Eric Silver first came. <laughs> like, like, a guy who comes on the scene, and you see the talent, but then you also see the flaws. And it just doesn't seem well. I can't say for the same for Silva. Silva started to fight different. It just somehow he has weird Silva fights. But that's another story. But like <laughs> Almeida, just I don't know. Like maybe maybe this is the ceiling. Like maybe this is just the kind of guy he's gonna be. And he'll give us a few great wins, and then he'll have a fight like this. Well, he'll just he'll just drop one. He'll just yeah. I don't
2: know. I don't know. I'm hurt. That's that's all all I know.
3: <laughs>
2: <clears throat> so I don't know why it took this long, but he fought, uh, like to, to to parse this out. But he fights a lot. Like um, his teammate the Bronx. Oh. Yeah, like they they are really stiff with like the the striking stance, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, they kind of stand straight up, and they are kind of just there to be hit. Like he gets away with it because he's obviously a better puncher and striker, uh, kicker, and a little bit more fluid, well, a lot more fluid. Because I like the Bronx is like one of the least fluid strikers I think at well when he was at featherweight at featherweight. But um, yeah, like he, he I I don't, it, he doesn't know. It seems like he doesn't know what distance is until he gets hit and sometimes it's just too late like it was against Garbrandt or sometimes it just sometimes it just gives the other guy the opportunity to get to his distance on him and that's what happened here so like, i don't know how to fix almeida unless you start basically from the ground up and it might be too late at this point
1: There is a saying in football and that's that slow feet don't eat. That means that if you're if you're <laughs> hold on, if you're slow, like you just you're not going to make it. Almeida starts too slow and he gets hit. And then when he gets hit, he decides he wants to be a counter striker. And when he decides he wants to be a counter striker, his chin is not good enough to consistently counter strike when you're hurting and inviting somebody in because you want to get your offense going. I don't know. I I think that's a fundamental flaw, a fatal flaw that I don't think can be fixed. He's so talented, but every time he loses, it's because he starts slow, he gets hit, and then he's like, okay, well, now I'm going to counter-strike. Well, if you have the defensive ability to do that, that's great. If you have the chin to hold up using that, that's great. I don't see it with him. And I don't think the Eric Silva comparison is is ultimately fair because it's going to be the one people are going to go with because – I think Almeida's better now than Silva ever was, you know. But at this point, I'm, I am I want to compare him to Joe Duffy in the sense of being a fighter who should be better than he is, but every time he gets to step up, he gets knocked back down. And like Duffy, I don't think Almeida's beaten a guy who remains in the UFC. So are you just a guy who eats up on the lower levels, the dredges of the division, and then when it comes time to get elevated, you just can't do it? I thought he gave a good effort against Jimmy Rivera, but it was just such a gap in, not just in talent, but in game plan and in performance and in implementing said game plan and in adjustments. I wonder if he's just a brawler who's going to live in the 130. Brad Pickett. Like, is he going to be a Brad Pickett? Which, there's nothing wrong with that, but it would be disappointing to think that a guy his age with his talent would just be kind of like a guy who you rely on to have exciting fights and to turn people into title contenders. So... And I feel bad, we haven't even discussed Rob Font, who had a great performance, but we're one fight removed from Rob Font having a brain fart of his own, and it feels like when Rob Font gets the big step up, he takes a step back. So, I feel like I learned nothing from Rob Font in this fight in a weird way, if you guys kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah. I I like Rob Font, I want to see him move up, but I'm just like, that fight didn't prove anything to me other than being a really good fight. A fun fight. Oh, this shows is like Font is a good fighter,
2: basically. Like
1: yeah, and blessed with amazing killer instinct. When he gets yeah. a guy hurt, he can finish.
2: Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I'm trying to think. Of all the times Almeida was like off aggressive in the fight. Um,
1: there was a moment where he had Font, I think, kind of stunned, and he pressed forward, and then I don't remember if Font clinched him or. And by the way, Rob Font, when you have a guy hurt, please do not clinch them. Yeah,
0: yeah. Didn't he like slam? He went for like takedowns. Yeah, i like and... you. Yeah. Like
1: I said, there was some there was some bad IQ. I felt some bad decision making. Yeah. But I like Rob Font. I want to like him more. I just I I don't I don't know because I don't know what Thomas Almeida is. So it's like, what did I learn? Mm, you're you're a good fighter. Yeah. He needs that Kelleher challenge.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He, he needs, he, yeah. He just needs some. I need to see him beat somebody who's dynamic and consistent.
1: Yeah, and and I, I hate to say this, but I need to see you beat somebody good. Real like good in a way where there's no. He's good, but like I need to see you beat a good fighter who I don't have questions about. Because his last two wins were against guys who I'm kind of like, well, he's good, but, you know, really don't know
0: what's, a... what's up. I was going to say, how about like a. I don't say I, I know he's not ready for like a top five because no. those dudes are all murderers, but maybe like. Uh, I'm trying to think of a name, somebody to throw at him.
1: Uh, I would say Caraway but he's, he's fighting. uh
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say too, but I couldn't remember. He's fighting Cody Stannon. Yeah.
1: Uh, I could uh, see them doing well. Font Garbrandt. Yeah, that'd be a good fight. I think it would be a good fight, but just because I think that they figure he's the right style to get Cody back on track. Because no. he has not... he Font generally does not handle pressure that well. Oh, like God, against, no. against Lineker, he froze. And against Munoz, when Pedro Munoz really put the pressure on him, he kind of froze as well, so... Uh, I don't know. I like Rob Font, I just... I'm not so late. It was a good performance. No, it was so. a great performance. Uh, yeah. I want to see him fight again. Yeah,
0: yeah. And... I mean, he 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 basically just sent Almeida back to the drawing board. Again. again. So.
1: <laughs> I mean, he lost his last fight, so, so he never left the drawing board, seemingly.
0: Yeah. But he, he sent them back even further. He's got to take even more notes. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, just use yeah, good. Just
1: use Almeida in Brazil. Whenever you have a Brazil card, give him a guy he can beat, and just use him that way.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see. But pro- props to Fanta. It was, it was a good performance and a very nasty finish. Mm-hmm. Um... So, I'm not going to lie. Uh, so, that that was pretty much the main card, I think. That yeah, was the that, uh, the yep. last fight that ran out of the main card. Um, these prelims, I can't give a whole lot. Um, I watched all of these fights, and I only remember two of them. <laughs> so, um, Kyle Bachniak, Brandon Davis. Uh, Bachniak won via decision. Um, if you guys have any input, you can... Uh, feel free cuz I don't I remember at one point in this fight I think Davis was like smiling and laughing while he was getting beat up um
1: cut the damn case Was Davis David from Davis.
0: Was, was Davis from um Mississippi? Uh, no, 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 like was he on the fight Yeah, he was thing? on the
1: Tuesday night contenders.
0: Okay, yeah. Cuz I knew I, like when I saw his face he looked like kind of familiar. Yeah. Um but yeah, I just remember like him smiling and laughing at one point and Bockmer was like just piecing him up. But I don't remember much else of so how this fight went.
1: Cut the cage off, Brandon Davis. Learn, learn how to learn how to cut the cage off. If a guy's only going one direction, learn how to stop him from going that one direction. Don't, don't complain. Don't, don't get pissed about it. Like, don't get mad that he's not engaging with you in the pocket. Learn how to cut the cage off. Learn how to fight like a Lineker. Uh, I like Brandon Davis. I think he's got a bright future. But I was not, I was not thrilled with this fight. I thought it was, I thought Bokniak was mostly throwing these like cruise-esque ineffective. Kind of leap in, throw a combination that lands on the shoulders, and then get out. Uh, frustrated with with Davis, the way he fought, it's great and you're enjoying yourself, but it's like at some point you need to step on the gas real quick because you're you're losing and you need to make the ground. Yeah. And other than that, it was just kind of like a meh. Boston was happy. That was it.
0: Boston did good tonight.
1: Boston. Yeah, <laughs> except
0: for the woods. Boston did really good tonight.
1: We got to talk about that at some like I don't know what like man. Whatever,
0: I we'll get pissed at these. See, I didn't hear a lot of the boos only oh. because I was watching like three things at the same time, no, 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 so like, no, no. my the volumes woos. were all. Woos. The woos. Oh, the woos. Oh, thank God I didn't. When did hear that it, start? Was,
1: like I remember it happening in two, like 2014, and then it disappeared, and now it's like reemerged. It came back last year, and I can't remember
0: what
2: car, but it pissed me off the entire night.
1: It was the last time the yeah. went
2: to Philly? Because that's why I remember hearing it. Those and the bird
1: calls. 2000. Did they come back to Philly in 2016? I don't remember. Either way, let's retire them.
0: Yeah, let's not do that. It's incredible.
1: There are anyway. other ways to express your. The thing is, it's not even like booing. Like there's, there's, there was uh, during Ortiz and Pantoja, there was like a great exchange going on, and everybody's wooing for no reason. It's like you goose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the so that, that that fight was just yeah that didn't catch it but i guess you know good one good for bakniak he won by decision um this next fight i did watch uh abdul rasak al hassan and saba uh,
1: Homa- how you say his last name Homasi. One?
0: Homasi. yeah um this was a rematch i can't remember from what card but the first fight ended in controversial fashion because it was stopped too early um so they ran it back um there was no controversy in this finish or Actually, you know what? Maybe <laughs> before I before I get to that, just a little
1: bit.
3: <laughs> How do we feel
0: about that stand-up? Garbage. That happened.
1: You know, I wasn't actually bothered by it. I wasn't either. Like, I, I thought that they were kind of stalled out, and and at the same time, yeah. I felt like I know that Cruz tried to paint like, well, the the stand-up led to the finish, which kind of did, but I also felt like the finish was inevitable.
0: Like, yeah, like you know,
1: I don't know. I mean, and then I
0: guess just a quick synopsis of the fight, like, cause the first fight was just them two guns blazing, and then like this fight was a, a bit more contained, at least for like they had spurts of violence, and then obviously the finish happened. But yeah, like when Hamashi got the takedown, there, there was a little stretch where he wasn't like. I mean, I, I guess I can see both sides because he 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 had I, I guess you could say like a pretty good position, and but like he wasn't like there wasn't a whole lot going on. Like maybe the ref could have gave them a few more seconds. But yeah, to be honest, I wasn't mad at the standup either. Like, he wasn't. It wasn't really... a it
1: wasn't a good standup. I don't want anybody thinking we don't think that we thought it was a good standup. It was bad, but I don't think it was like. Yeah, it, it just.
0: Changed. He he could have gave him a little bit more time, but I'm not gonna say like this standup changed the entire out course of the fight. Like if he wouldn't have, I don't know. It it is what it is. It the, the standup happened, and um, not too long after the standup, uh, uppercut hurt around the world. <laughs> um, yeah, just
2: Esther Lynn who caught who has like the best photo of um
0: yo she after. is the photography goat yeah. girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just she, I didn't actually didn't see the picture, but she yeah she catches just, just her Al- timing. Al- and how she catches pictures standing just.
2: over Hamas. What was that about? Just frame.
1: But what was that about? Like I don't know if you saw it, but after the uh after he finished him, he like stood there for like ten seconds just shouting at him. Like what was that a uh... It was very weird. Maybe
2: he was mad about his dance. I don't know. Maybe they had,
0: maybe he felt some kind of way because of you know they had to run it back. I don't I, know. I mean, maybe, I, maybe. I,
1: I could understand that, but it was just like really weird. It was, it was like Garbrandt Dillashaw, except if, yeah, it was real personal. If Garbrandt right? was, was <laughs> separated from Earth.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there was some. Mouthing off that we think we were not yeah, heard. There might have been some behind the Maybe, scenes. maybe yeah.
1: Hamasi ran off with his girl and just disappeared like he did at that Bellator show.
2: Yeah. Mm. Uh,
1: real quick, me... if I can go back, I hate to circle back, but Hamasi, Al-Hassan, the conversation reminded me of the finish for Font Almeida. Herb Dean, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, Herb Dean's in the proper position. Almeida's out, and Font is hammering him at least two or three times after he's done, finished. Like... Get in there. Get in there and, 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 and separate that. Break that up because it's over and we all know it's over. Mm-hmm. I feel like he he's either been too early or too late, and I, I don't like that. You know, no, credit to him for the finish on, on uh, Burgos, but, like, I, I hate to see guys take unnecessary punishment. And it feels like Herb Dean's either too early on these finishes or just letting these guys get Josh Rosenthal walled so. Yeah. But props to Hassan.
0: Um I guess people will probably be talking about this stand up. <laughs> Try to run it back a third time.
1: Oh my god, don't worry if not like, think
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just I, I didn't feel any like this I don't know. Ace I, I get wh- I get why people were mad at the stand up, but I I just I, I guess if he was like a bit more active I I, I, don't know. I don't know. it's it's hard.
1: I, I cool what uh, do you think about uh, ha- Al-Hassan's uh, upside? Um this you is it. Be, you tend to be <laughs> Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. <laughs> I don't, like you tend to be a good judge of promise and potential. So you
2: um like everything Al-Hassan throws is going to land hard. It's going to he's going to do this a whole bunch more. Like he's going to have a career as like an action middle of the road guy but like he's also 32 yeah i i don't see it i i don't know where his defensive wrestling game is at because that's probably lost in his last fight right where he got taken down by um
1: oh my god uh Achmedov, yeah
2: yeah um and like his boxing game's not very deep like the setup for um the that uppercut that he landed here was basically him throwing the overhand over and over and over again. Um so I, I odds are he'll he will get more crafty, he will get more sophisticated, but I, I don't see him being a guy who like cracks in the top fifteen. Unless he gets the right matchup and just like Dexter do it and puts him on ice. I, I, there are probably a couple guys he could do that to, who sneak their way into like the bottom of the top fifteen.
1: Okay, I think that that's fair. I just I, I you tend to have a good idea of where a guy's probably gonna cap off at. For me, I'm still pretty like confused as to what he might be. I don't know how you train with team takedown and have no takedown defense, but not there anymore. I don't know him. By himself. (laughs) Him and the the Roeschultz are working out together, I guess.
2: I mean, maybe that's why. They're just both so slow that they can't take him down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just, I don't, like, I I, want to like this guy more, because 170 could probably use a few more guys like him. But it's also hard to, like, I, I, I don't know what his upside is. I can't see a plateau point for him. Or maybe we're at the plateau point.
0: He'll give you some good knockouts. But he, he, he might be one of those guys. I think that'll just stay around because he'll knock somebody out every now and again. But at, at may me, and this could be a stretch. Who, who knows what'll happen? But like may, maybe at most he'll he'll make he'll have that fight where he gets a step up and he just like we find out he's not well rounded enough to hang with the the top guys. But they'll keep him in the you but, know he'll stay around just because he'll he'll give you some knockouts.
2: Yeah, I, I I can see the dude like getting his way into like a top 10 fight where he'll get an opponent because he's just knocking dudes out. And like I said, he catches somebody at the bottom of the division of uh, the top of the division who is either on the way down or was just like, not that great of a striker. And he just decks them and he gets somebody like, um, I don't know who, who's hanging around the bottom of the top 10 right now. Like uh, Magni. Magny, what's Gunnar Nelson doing there? Gunnar Nelson, like I, I can see, <laughs> I, I could see him, it all. I can see him getting one of those fights. I can't see him winning one of those fights. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I could be wrong. Like for all, for all I know, they are putting like a lot of work into his boxing game, his wrestling game. That, but his last fight didn't really. Not, the first Hamasi fight really didn't leave me. With like good impressions of like his overall game, like he's a scrapper, pretty much. Yeah, huh.
1: he just seems too talented athletically to to not be like he like you're really too good to be this bad. You know what I mean? Kind of like that. Yeah, you're too good to be like this limited. I guess. Yeah, and I, I mean I don't know how long he's been training. I don't.
2: Just... Uh, I want to say since he was like twenty seven. It's like he's, 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 he's a he's a former judo guy from, um like, he was an Olympic judo guy, if I remember right. So, like, 2013. Yeah. He's only five years in. So, yeah. He's, he's
0: still got time to get better. I don't know, maybe between now and whatever, next couple fights. I don't know, maybe he'll switch camps. I
1: mean, 170's, <laughs> nah. 170's getting a little up there in, in years. You know, the Anacle has, has documented and detailed the division's I don't want to say erosion, but the, the division's age, so... That and just, like, everybody had to
2: fight Robbie Lawler and just fell apart afterwards, so...
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> including
2: Robbie Lawler. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, man. I um, mean, that's
1: why guys like Neil Magny are going to survive. They're, like, he takes very little damage outside of that Larkin fight, and he's always competitive, and he, he fights so consistently, he'll always be around. Like that That division could probably use a few new guys.
0: Hopefully, we'll see. Keep knocking people out so we can get a fresh face.
1: Yeah, I'm all you know. for it. <laughs> um,
0: these next three fights I can't comment on until we get to the tip-off fight. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember any of these. Um, Dustin Ortiz and Alejandro Pantoja. Um, Pantoja. Ortiz, Pantoja. Pantoja. Uh, oh, Joe. yeah. Okay. And Ortiz won by decision. I remember watching this fight, but I think I was watching something else also because I think Bellator was on while this was on. So I was switching back and forth.
2: Um, so yeah, I, I can't really say how this fight went. Ortiz is... good. You go first. No, no, no. no go, 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 ahead, go ahead.
1: No, I was, it was a frustrating fight for me because Dustin Ortiz was having a lot of success on the feet, and I thought he had Pantoja relatively uncomfortable standing, and he just kept shooting. And it was like every time he would shoot, In the first round, he got taken, like... I don't remember if it was a scramble or whatever, but he got his back taken, and he was controlled. In the second round, he came out and was really doing well with his hands, and then he got in on repeated takedown attempts, which is great, you know, get takedowns, uh, but do damage with them. And he tried, so whatever. And it was kind of 1-1 for me. And then in the third round, Ortiz came out. He's successful on the... he's, He's landing, and then he shoots for a takedown, gets swept, and gets his back taken. From getting his back taken... Pantoja controls the round for about two minutes, and then Ortiz hit a switch, uh, got on top, and really did some good damage to take the fight. It was just a frustrating performance because Dustin Ortiz, I think, has a lot of skill. I think he's limited in... I I don't know if he's just one of those guys who's so rigid to the game plan that he can't change, but it's like, I never see the adaptability I need to see in any of his fights to feel like he can make it further than he is.
3: Yeah.
1: Right. And Pantoja, I mean... I don't even know what to say about him long-term. He's young. This division really could have used him winning. But uh, c'est la vie. Brazil had a rough night.
2: Uh, If I'm not mistaken, I think Pantoja's been fighting for, like, longer than Ortiz.
1: I I thought he was in his, like, mid-30s. He's actually, like, 27.
2: Yeah. Oh, because he's been fighting since 2007.
1: Jesus. how How old was he when he started fighting? I... (laughs) 16 right.
2: <laughs> Yeah, because Dustin Ortiz started in two thousand ten.
1: We're gonna do the math right now. Two thousand seven, right?
2: Yeah, so that's like seventeen. Yeah, he's like seventeen. Um. Yeah, basically everything Joey said. Like Ortiz, uh, what really I think is Ortiz is like Claw um, is his greatest strength is that he fights at such a frenetic pace. And with such reckless abandon and disregard for anything that's actually happening that it ends up putting him in positions where he gets his back taken. Or in the case of when he fought Brandon Moreno, you know, he gets head kicked and then choked out. Right. Like he fights at one speed. And that that doesn't allow for a lot of versatility.
1: That's a good way to put it. And uh you know and it's it there is like one twenty five is this division where if you win and if you finish fights, you're going to get a title shot. You don't have to get that far. You just have to win a few and put like a few finishes together. And I think he had opportunities to not finish Pantoja, but put himself into a position to get a finish. You know, if you're wobbling a guy on the feet and you stay with it, you can potentially finish a fight. And, uh, you know, it's like mighty mouse is going to come back to this division after, after the TJ fight is done. Cause I don't know what weight that's going to be at. That seems to be the sticking point. So you would assume that Mighty Mouse at the very least is going to be there. You got to be racking up finishes in the meantime because when he comes back, they're going to need a guy. And I don't know if they're hot on Sahudo. So you got. I think it was kind of a missed opportunity for Ortiz, especially coming off a knockout where he won in like twenty seconds.
2: Yeah. Like, no, I just don't think Ortiz is ever going to crack that.
1: Probably not, but
2: title shot. Like area.
1: There's such a gap. Like I don't know who else could potentially do it. Benavidez. Because like, I'm trying to think of an immediate title fight for Mighty Mouse when he comes back. Cejudo would have made sense, but I don't think they liked Cejudo Pettis. And I think Benavidez has just now started wrestling again. So he's like way out.
2: We you the to win or win uh, Formiga. It's on the prelims.
1: Yeah, I would say, win.
0: say if win wins, I wouldn't mind seeing in there. I
1: just know this is going to be an issue for you because it's on the prelims. So I was waiting for you to follow that up.
2: Yeah, no, I am very <laughs> upset. I am very, very upset about that. It's not even on the prelims. I think it's the first one on the night. Wow, opening the show. Let
1: me look that up. Yeah. I'll look it up.
0: And then you look at some of the cars, the fights on the main card, and it's like, dude, it, that fight could have replaced. Like,
1: it is the opener on the FS1 prelims. That's but wild. these are the fights that are above them. Jeremy Kennedy versus Alexander Volkanovsky, which is a pretty good fight. Um, Rob Wilkinson against Israel Adesanya. That's the new guy that they signed. Ooh.
2: Yeah, that's the, the, uh, the glory <laughs> and... kickboxing middleweight. Right. Uh-huh.
1: And Damian yeah, Brown yeah. against Dong Hyun Kim.
2: <laughs> maestro. Yeah.
1: The Maestro. So... And then, of course, you have, like, Tai Tuivas. You have Cyril Asker on a main card, and... <laughs> Sapper, Sapper, Wait, Sapperbek, Saperbeck? Yeah, Safarov And Tyson <sighs> it's all, It's all Asker's fault.
2: This entire thing is Asker's I'm, fault.
1: I'm, I'm okay with blaming Cyril Asker for anything. All right. <laughs> I'm going to laugh because
2: was, well, there's a very decent chance that Cyril Asker will just take Tuivasa down <laughs> and lie on him for three rounds.
1: Dude, given what we've gotten for the past two years with prospects, isn't it like a lock? <laughs> <laughs> or, like, no, that's too easy. What's going to happen is he's going to knock him out. Oh. He oh, might sub him.
2: Like, he just gets on top and just, like, gets an arm triangle or something. Tuivasa rocks
1: him. He goes in for a takedown. Asker hits that three-finger guillotine. And <laughs> for the
2: night. I thought I oh, thought for God. a hot second who was going to get the um, mule. Dude, t- I
1: t- thought so, too. He had that He looked like he was trying for it.
2: It, look, it looked like
1: it hurt. He didn't like it. He left. I know that. He bounced out of that. He definitely he did. Could. I don't know.
0: That would have been such an epic finish. I either. thought
1: for a second there in that fifth round, I'm like, they're both so tired. Like, I actually thought we could get, like, an exhaustion stoppage. Like, something lands and the dude just flops. <laughs> like, remember with Rory, Robbie, where it was basically just a good jab? The dude was so tired and beat up that it was just a jab that did it. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, I guess... Uh... For because I still want to get the Bell Tour. We'll just cruise through these next There three. wasn't really anything um, to discuss. Yeah. Julio is it Arce? Um decision over Dan Iggy. 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 <laughs> uh Enrique Barzola uh, got a decision over Matt Bassett. And to start off the night <laughs> Islamakachev bombed on Gleason Tibau's parade uh with a KO uh walk off KO. So um, yeah, that happened. <laughs> that was a nasty KO too like, how is Tebow still fighting? I can't remember the stats they were ringing off before he um that fight started, but like, does he have like the most wins in lightweight history Or oh, he's up there. I can't remember he he's close because dude's just been fighting for so long I think long.
1: he's got the most appearances
0: the most something like that it's, it's something some kind he, of he, he, has. he
1: looked like a 67 year old man. Looked old and just sad.
0: Still, shredded, you know what though. confuses yeah. me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: Tubao uh, No, I'm sorry. Tabao ha- is tied for the second most fights in UFC history, right? That's what. Okay, that's what okay. It
1: How, dude? He just fought like every. <laughs> He's been in the UFC since 2000. I want to say seven, and he just fought like. From 2010 to like 2014, he fought like 18 times. Like he just fought on every Brazilian card.
2: No, I understand. Like he, he he's a workhorse and everything like that. I don't understand. Like how think never, all the how think of all the dudes the UFC has ever let go. He's and, survived. He know he survived. I don't yeah, think he ever.
1: I don't think he ever lost two in a row. Like I think that that's why he made it. Like I'm gonna. I think T Bow never. I think this is the first time he's ever been on a losing streak in the UFC.
0: Yeah, uh, he. Uh, no, he's had one other. He lost to Tyson Griffin and Joe Stevenson back to back, but then he won two. Right. Yeah, yeah. So like, anytime he gets in a funk, well, I guess ob- other than now because he's on a three fight skid, but like, yeah, anytime he would get in a funk, he would pull himself up.
1: And they and, and they would I give mean, him like, like some of the dudes he's just yeah, paying. like they gave him they gave
0: him comeback fights that wouldn't send him like <laughs> they gave him winnable fights to like he loses to Jim Miller his return fight after that is Kurt Pellegrino like
1: yeah like they they give you Hallman, fights that you Jamie Barger, yeah, like John Cholish so you, Yeah
0: they're, they're giving you fights that you you can you know you can definitely win like they're not sending you back down the rabbit hole and I'm not telling a guy that stocky he can't fight anymore <laughs> 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 That's not a call, that's not a call I'm trying to make <laughs> I'm not being in the office today. I have to tell him.
1: Yeah, we're letting. I don't you know have you yeah, seen fights. This. He might just try to hold you, take you down, and, I mean, and then still, stall on I me. Mean... <laughs> <laughs> How amazing is it going to be when they're doing the Khabib Nurmagomedov like Hall of Fame speech fifteen years from now, and it's like the one blip on his resume is Glason Tebow. <laughs> like the only guy who's ever given him trouble for real is T Tebow, and it makes no sense.
0: Yeah. So what happens when you're built like a
1: superhero? You're all Romero's translator. But <laughs> he's built like for real. <laughs> so Antico, do you want to talk about Enrique Barzola real quick? Uh, uh, yeah. know yeah. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, he That's
2: should good. be undefeated. That 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 <laughs> Uh he should be undefeated. Uh the fact that Kyle Bosniak is higher up on the card than him enrages me. Because he should have won that fight. Well um, I mean he he
1: he should have lost to uh if we're being honest he should have lost to Mowgli Benitez. Disagree. Do you want to fight about it? <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> Why don't we just we'll I don't just remember these them. fights. We'll rematch them in Peru, and Benitez will finish the job.
2: But uh, as for this fight, um, I don't, he, he, he kind of threw me off. He didn't come out aggressive, and shooting for takedowns, he was very much just like, I'm going to counterpunch and throw kicks from range, uh turned it uh, up in the second round uh, like halfway through just started getting in on takedowns, throwing a, a to the ground and kind of just playing the leg game with him while he was dropping not not like with his back to Basset, but like these awkward hammer fists from the top sideways almost. Yeah, sideways. And um it, it was enough to earn him the decision. Um he he mentioned in the post fight that he prepared for like a southpaw. He was preparing for a southpaw, who was like a completely different style than Basset. But, Arn um, Allen pulled out, so he, he tried to play a little safer. I don't
1: know. Uh, uh, it's not really a whole lot to talk about. He's deceptively strong. Yeah, he's not he's not a guy who looks very strong. But I've now seen him throw around some pretty big guys, so I think that he's just one of those dudes who's deceptively powerful. And uh, I we crack jokes, you know, because because you're a big fan of him. But I do think he's got top top level potential. I just need to see I need to see more with the hands. He can kick really well. He's a great kicker, but I need to see the punches come soon. And uh, that was pretty much it. Like the rest of the card was just it was basically a filler card up until the top three fights. Filler card with good prospects. So.
2: trust the Arce?
1: Julio Arce, I, like I said, I think he's going to be the next guy that we hear a lot of hype on. They're going to South America and it looked like he had the... Uh,
2: the Colombian flag, the yeah. Colombian
1: flag, so My that's other great. country.
2: Are you just going to claim everybody who wins? I mean, no. I'm, I'm Colombian-Peruvian.
1: I know, I know, I know. Where?
2: I know wins.
1: you're Peruvian. I hear it all the time.
2: Yeah. That's because UFC <laughs> hasn't signed to be the- to yet so when she gets signed you'll hear about Colombia all the time
1: I see well what
2: she so just needs to head kick one more person
1: there's a really good fighter in Titan FC who's Colombian I just can't remember his name I'll look it up for you
2: is it the guy who uh shorty Torres is fighting
1: no it's a different guy all right although like how are you feeling about how you feeling about that one
2: uh to... I mean we get we... Torres came on the show so
1: oh you gotta yeah, I, 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 by the way, I, that's all, all
0: biases aside. Though I, I did I watch footage on that guy. He he does have a couple of fights on YouTube. Yeah, I think Torres probably handles that pretty.
1: <laughs> I think you can pick whoever you want from one, not just because he was on the show, but just because he's genuinely that good. I think you could pick just about anybody from one twenty five, one thirty five. He'll beat him. If if if, if dude, it's not dude. signed or on the next Tuesday night deal, then something's wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah, dude, dude is a, he's a savage. He is a, <laughs> dude is a, a savage. Um, so, yeah, I guess that was UFC 220. Um, And then, oh, yeah, because we, we still, this is going to end up being a long episode, but who cares?
1: I'm always, the, I think I'm the long guy. Away. Whenever I'm on here, they're like four <laughs> hours long and I have to hear about how, how much editing is required.
0: that yeah, will be all right. It'll be fine. It'll all be worth it because we're about to throw a wrench in the episode gonna to try to throw rent so are you alive sir
1: yes yes, yes. there we go hey. Oh. oh hey <laughs> I was just burying you a minute ago I think oh
0: <laughs> man
4: the warmth.
1: oh, I feel the warmth. <laughs> oh no yeah oh it's fire it's a fire in here <laughs>
0: So we finally have the four amigos all in one room digitally, at least. Oh <laughs> I feel,
4: uh, I, feel you like, I feel like I feel like John Cena walking into uh, the Chicago arena when he went up against CM Punk.
0: Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, you came, you came just in time, just in time. So we got Stokes in the building. We're about to uh, go through this this Bellator card. I'm gonna have to title this podcast the Mega Cast. Uh, part two, because MegaCast Part one was supposed to be all of us, so this, this is gonna be the sequel. This this was the real deal. So it's
1: a sequel to a movie that was never made, <laughs> basically, basically. It's like those Final Fantasy games that are all numbered awkwardly because some of them didn't get released in the states. Right. <laughs> that's
0: that's exactly what this is. Um So we'll we'll, we'll go through just just uh, main card of Bellator, and I have a shout out for the prelim of Bellator, but I'll do that later. Um, but real quick, th- does anybody care to talk about Rampage and Sonnen? I didn't watch it. I, <laughs> I, it after Lima and Rory went off, I considered that my main event <laughs> no. and I shut the stream off. <laughs> so, um, it went yeah, like, if you guys have any thoughts, you can you can go ahead. I have nothing to say about this. Place.
4: It went like how you think it would go, I guess. Seriously,
1: basically, yeah. <laughs> Pick, picture it in your head. <laughs> A fat. Ramp- now Rampage. I
0: get the picture
1: trying
0: to get up. Now I got a picture Sonnen fighting Frank Mir because Frank Mir is probably going to kill Fedor as much as it pains me to say that.
2: <laughs> That's going to be weird. That's going to be a
0: weird
1: fight. <laughs> I'm trying to visualize That's... it in my head.
0: That is a... <laughs>
1: what, Frank Mir Sonnen?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that... Dude, Frank... What is that Frank even going to
1: I mean, Channel Sonnen could win that fight because Mir after about two minutes is a tired <laughs> man. That's why he's fighting, like, 250, 260-pound men. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it, but dude. Joe Sonnen looked, well, okay, no. He looked pregnant. He looked... <laughs> <laughs> he looked, I don't want to say third trimester, but he looked pretty rough out there. Uh, <laughs> he, cracked, he, he cracked the scale at, like, 222, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, he looked like he just woke up and was like, uh, this is what i weigh. Like. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Rampage did that, be in a that... decent shape, but it didn't translate.
2: Didn't Man, was, not, it was just shot. He yeah. still yeah. almost like, I don't want to say almost won, but it was like a competitive fight.
1: I mean, it was, but it was, <laughs> it was like if, you, if I, if I, if I, if you were like in a coma, and I woke you up and said, uh, or you woke up and you were like, what was the last MMA fight? And I said Rampage and Chael Sonnen, you'd be like, I know what happened. Like you can just picture. <laughs> <it>.
0: <laughs> oh boy, but yeah, that that fight happened. Bellator's heavy, quote-unquote heavyweight tourney. Um, yeah, it's, it's underway. Charles Sonner has advanced to the next bracket. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what's going on in 2018? Why is this yeah. happening?
1: <laughs> it's a weird year. It's going to be a weird year. Bellator. Because heavyweight sucks. Yeah. I mean, Joey Ayala so- is, a, is an alternate in this thing, if you need to know how far
0: down the <laughs> we're about to go. How does 205 have to step in to save heavyweight? And 205 is just as bad as heavyweight.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Bellator on Bellator. That's... So if King Mo wins the tournament, does that mean they run back King Mo versus Krokop? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, at this, at this Jeez. point, <laughs> why not? <laughs> Krokop can retire Bellator heavyweight champion. Well, this is all Mennecob's fault. I don't, like, Final. release him or,
0: like,
1: do something with him.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's out in, what, what did he fight, M1? Fight night. Fight night. Yeah, yeah. He's out there still beating people up. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, just yeah, that fight happened. It was a main event somehow. Um,
2: all whatever. the promotion. <laughs> this is the funniest part is this was so last minute. Literally all the promotional material has Lima McDonald? Yeah, and <laughs> from the, this was a uh, yeah like, like the like the, the signs that they hang
1: up behind the fighter had Lima McDonald on them. <laughs> this was not a good week to be a promoter because Dana White was rather upset with the questions he got regarding the Conor McGregor interim deal, and Scott Coker, who rarely kind of loses his cool, was pretty pissed off when he was getting repeated questions about this rapid, sudden main event change. So I don't, I don't I mean, think he wanted it. I yeah, don't I think he did think. either, but like, I also think he apparently he didn't want to let Jimmy Smith go either. So
0: yeah. Oh, real real, real quick, shout outs to Big John on this card. He did good. He Did really? I thought, John Big John did really did did really good on commentary.
1: I got to admit, I had the commentary off. I was not gonna oh, listen God. to uh, that. I thought- <laughs>
0: like him and him and him and Goldie like aren't too bad together. Like. It 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 works. It works. And like Big John isn't as, what's the word? Like he he isn't as like stone faced, I guess, as you would think he would be. Uh, his, yeah,
4: like yeah. his personality.
0: Yeah, like
1: out he, out
4: a little bit. Yeah, right.
0: Like uh, yeah, his, like he's yeah. he's pretty
1: loose on, the on his podcast He's pretty. He was pretty enjoyable.
0: Yeah. Do yeah. so, you think John win the heavyweight Big tournament? Oh god. <laughs> He could at least advance he one. He would round. be in the song sem- <laughs> in
1: is like a dream fight for some dude now.
0: <laughs> he could at least advance one round. Oh man. Um but I guess we'll we'll go on to the what what I what I had is the real main event. Um Douglas Lima, Roy McDonald for the Welterweight title. Um this fight gave me everything I loved and hate about Douglas Lima all in one fight. <laughs> <laughs> Lima, oh man, he, he, how do I put this. Lima's just one of those guys where I just I feel like like all the talents there, but he he he's so like lackadaisical sometimes, and like he's just so almost to a fault where he's so relaxed that he's just willing to accept like whatever happens. <laughs> like he has the power to end the fight. He can put anybody's lights out. But he's just kind of content to just kind of chill. And it's kind of like, well, if it happens, I'll take the opportunity. But if in this case, if it doesn't happen, you know, it, like he just, I don't know. It's weird. And, like, obviously he had moments if anybody saw the fight. The the leg kicks were definitely working. I mean, Roy McDonald's calf looked like the hematoba that was on Mark Hominick's head. Like, <laughs> Like, it was really ugly and painful to watch. But, like, really from both of these guys, it was kind of, it was kind of, like, underwhelming almost. It was like Roy was pushing the pace and at the same time not really doing anything. Like, <laughs> and I don't understand how that works. Like, he pushed the pace. He was getting takedowns. But, like, he got takedowns and then it was just kind of like, okay, what's the next step? Are you going to go for a finish? Go for a sub? No, we're just content to just kind of, we're just going to sit here. and just going to lay on each other. And <laughs> like I don't who who refereed this fight? Oh, Shreddor doesn't even have it up. Oh I don't know who refereed this fight, but they pissed me off the entire fight. I think it was
4: Herzog. Honestly.
0: Was it her, yeah, yeah, it was Herzog. This fight should have been stood up so many <laughs> times. There was so many moments where it was just there was nothing going on. And I was almost baffled at how I don't know if you saw the pictures though of um did you see what they looked like when like um Rory and uh Lima took a picture in the hospital I guess uh-uh. or maybe it was just like in the hallway afterwards uh uh-uh. Th- Their faces were wrecked <laughs> And I'm like where do, where did the damage come
3: from?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Like I remember the leg kick so I know the calf got hurt and like Lima landed some shots but like he didn't really land any combinations Neither one of them got off too much ground and pound. Roy's nose must have just shattered off of one jab or something. Because, like, if you would have saw their faces, you would have thought this fight was like an all-out brawl. But, like, (laughs) I don't know. It was just one of those fights where Roy just happened to be in control more of the fight via him landing takedowns. And Lima just kind of being content, just sitting in a closed guard but not really doing much. And... Outside of a few moments, yeah. I mean, Roy just kind of won just being in control a little bit more. He did a little bit more of nothing. Like they both didn't do much, but Roy just did a little bit more. Like if Lima would have did just a little bit more than just those leg kicks, he probably could have won this fight. But Roy got takedowns, and you know, new champ. It, it it is what it is, I guess.
2: So I think we're past the point where Roy McDonald's a striker. Like this, <laughs> I, th- I think this is just going to be him going forward. Uh,
4: well, it's just like after the what well, it was like the second or third round, like he just couldn't walk anymore. Like he was just on one leg.
2: So yeah.
4: Like, it just seemed to me like he was pushing the pace, but he was also like kind of in survival mode, just
2: because he was on one leg. You know, like he had no choice but to just take him down. Yeah, and but uh, I'm like. I, I only watched the fight this morning. I only saw round five last night, and that was oh. I I watched it. Um, I want to say early in the second round. I mean, his his nose was already broken. Like I'm yeah. pretty sure at this point, like if he <clears throat> stares at himself too hard in the mirror, it'll just break. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, and honestly, I think his body's just kind of falling apart. He's been fighting since he was 16. He's like what 30 now? 29? 27? He looks a lot skittier now. Like, his body isn't as refined. Yeah, I think he's he's probably leaned out. He's 28. 28. So he's been, yeah, he's been fighting for 12 years. He's been through some, like, really hellacious, blood and guts type shit. Like, it has got that Jordan Means thing, yeah. you know? You've been fighting since you were,
0: like, 12, <laughs> and now your body's just... <laughs> your body's trying to call it a day, but you're still trying
2: to drag on. Yeah, and so I think just going forward, this is just going to be the new Rory McDonald. Like he's going to jab at you till his nose breaks, and then it's just he's going to get on top of you.
1: Yeah,
0: and I was trying to think like that fight wasn't exciting enough. I I don't think to warrant like an instant rematch. So do do you do like Rory Korskov, or are we just going to bump Rory up to middleweight because he said he wanted to? get both titles anyway. Do do we just throw him up there and see what happens?
4: Rory versus MVP.
0: As much as I would like
2: to see that fight, we all know MVP is... (laughs) (laughs) I I, I would say Rory... It would have to be Rory Daly, too. But, one, that first fight was not competitive at all. And two, Daly seems to have his eyes set somewhere else because he's already talking about Fighting out his deal and leaving. So
1: Which by the way, it's not Bellator. It's David. This is a guy who's had problems everywhere he goes. So you have to be fair to Bellator. Like I I, I take shots at Bellator sometimes, but this isn't them. This is a guy who just has problems everywhere he goes.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just gonna say he's got two fights left on the contract. If one of those fights isn't MVP, I'm gonna be very He good. said <laughs> he won't
1: he said it's not happening, and I think he said that the Larkin rematches happening. So. Oh. Um we're going to look we're, we're going to look back at Lawler McDonald. Not just the second fight but also the first fight and wonder how much how much those two fights like broke both men.
0: That was like the equivalent of like how JDS was after Kane. Like he was just never the same. He...
1: Cuz Rory just doesn't seem like he's he doesn't seem like he's... I don't want to say he's not all there, but he just doesn't seem like fighting-wise like that, that passion is really there. But then it's hard to say, though, because like he, he, he kind of beasted on David. But I'm saying, like, like Wonder Boy against Wonderboy, he just he didn't look... He didn't look good against Wonderboy. And then the rounds that I saw of this fight, I only saw the fourth and the fifth. He just didn't seem to be, like... I just think both guys are kind of... He's good enough to beat... I mean, a shell of himself, Roy, Roy uh, McDonald is good enough to beat just about anybody. But it's obvious that they both, both Lawler and McDonald, are not, not the same, you know, which is only it's only fitting or fair.
0: Yeah,
1: and it's a shame because I almost
0: wonder. I was gonna say I wonder for Lima too because now he's in this kind of spot where I almost feel like he's somewhat kind of maybe not exactly the same, but kind of like Chandler, where it's like, all right, you you've gone through the experience of being champ and losing the belt, you you've beaten most of the names that are in that division there, like, what do you, what's even? 95.
2: Like, <laughs> like he's, I guess uh, like he's six yeah. one. He like, so height wise, it's probably not a big deal to move up. And, like show is fighting in the Bellator middleweight division. This is in the UFC. Like, yeah, the, the, the dudes in the middleweight division are probably way closer to the natural weight class than, um, Chris Weidman, or Luke Rockhold, or Yoel Romero. And you You're can right. just be honest, they're not good. Most of them are not good. So, like, right. Lima would, he would yeah, be... He would still run yeah, for like most of in them. In a
1: fight, he would be either in a title fight, or he would be fighting, like, Manhoof for a title fight.
2: Dude, I would... Um, Lima versus Manhoof or Lima versus Swamenco? Like, that's a fight I tune in for. Those are fights yeah. I tune in for.
1: Musasi maybe? Like, he could fight Musasi, But I think Gegard would... I could see guard going to 205. I could see anything happening there. Can we just sit, take a step back and, like, Roy
2: McDonald volunteered the alternate for the heavyweight title of the <laughs> tournament.
1: He's a strange Let man. Let him do it. <laughs> people call Tony, it's a people slip. call Tony Ferguson strange, but I think Rory McDonald's got him beat.
0: Rory McDonald, yeah. yeah. He's out here wearing turtlenecks. Looking like the next, <laughs> I don't
1: know. Serial killer? Is that what you're gonna go? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's there. It's... <laughs> Roy buried two bodies before he came to this fight. We just don't know about it. But good, good, a good win, I guess, on his part. You know, he, he came over. He wanted to be champ. He's accomplished that. I'm pretty sure if he goes to 85, I mean, yeah, like other than Musashi, if he gets past Musashi, who I'm pretty sure will be champ.
1: Like, I'm trying to name the Bellator middleweight champion off the top of my head. I
0: he's I only know because I watched one of his fights. No, I'm just saying. He, I know he's Brazilian. I know
1: he beat Manhoef twice. I can't remember his name. Carvalho. There you go. Carvalho. Rafael Carvalho.
2: Yeah. See, yeah. it's it's like us with Brent Primus. they right. We <laughs> <laughs> have forgotten numerous <laughs> times. Under <laughs> like the last five podcasts, i "This podcast was the best." For, like, I, I,
1: I'm not gonna lie. You said Nico Montano earlier, and I was just sitting there going, "Who the fuck is that?" <laughs> <laughs> I that there's, a, there's a 125 division now, so I'm like, "Oh, okay."
0: Promotion matters. This is why we draw blanks when these names are brought up because nobody, I've, ne- I haven't heard, I haven't seen one Bellator promo with promise in it. Like, seemed a I'm little never... frustrated
1: on Twitter or whatever it was because it seemed like he was making it clear he wanted to fight uh, Chandler again, and like they just they've kind of just had him on the sideline. And I thought after not to jump a little ahead, but I thought Chandler wasn't quite committal on that after his win.
0: Yeah, see, I, I saw uh, something with Chandler where he said he's not interested in like the title anymore. Like he just wants to do, right? Like, I guess the the quote unquote big fight, you so know. But I, I kind of think he's earned that, man. Like, he's been a champ multiple times. He's beaten everybody there is to beat. He's put on, like, the best fights some, that promotion will probably ever see. Not really much else for him to, like, accomplish unless he somehow finds a way in the UFC and maybe breathes some new life. But, yeah. That 155 there, he's pretty much done everything. Um, so, yeah. I guess we'll just segue right into his fight. Uh, Michael Chandler, to Yamiuchi, um... O- on the low, I was kind of rooting for Yamayuchi. I wanted to see if he could take that next step. Um, he had some... What, what would you call it? L- little blips. <laughs> Mom- moments that worked. That uh, that nice little hook kick he landed that stumbled Chandler for a bit. And then he-, he backed him up against the cage. He landed some good strikes. But anytime Chandler got a takedown, like that was it. Like Yamayuchi just had no answer for the takedown. And then in the third round, he got mauled <laughs> to death. With with ground and pounding like that last minute, so yeah, that was pretty much the whole fight. Like Chandler just took him down and just beat him up, and Yamuuchi would have small moments here and there, but it was clear that Chandler is still just a cut above pretty much everybody in that division.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, Yamauchi landed a nice little hook kick in the second round that rocked Chandler, but that was basically like all his offense. When
0: did that whole karate style come and play with him? Cause I don't remember him fighting like oh, that.
2: Oh, like... um, Golden uh, Big John um, mentioned that like they were develop like his family developed a new combat like sports system that was based on like you know, Machida's karate. <laughs> so I I have no idea.
0: Cause I was surprised to see. Like, I mean, I get it. Chandler's a really good wrestler, but like we know Yamauchi is known for submissions and he didn't attempt any takedowns. He didn't do too much off of his back. So I don't know. I feel like Chandler's not a good guy to test your new fighting system against. Specifically
1: like, one that sounds like it was <laughs> developed in like a garage. apparently. <laughs> right. It's like this is
0: not this is not a guy you run a test run on. Like, this is one of the best fighters in the world. This is not the time to just Test out some new things you've been working on. I mean, in all like, fairness, if he
2: had done what he normally does, which is basically what he end up doing, which is just trying to get the fight to the ground, he would have got his ass kicked anyway. So,
3: yeah. true. So, this this but... division
1: is on, like, a treadmill. Like, it's going to be Chandler as the number one contender in a title picture. A Pitbull brother will be fighting. Like, it's, it's just <laughs> a, a whole bunch of guys on a, on a treadmill, it feels like. Like, this division's kind of getting a little stagnant for me
2: i'm trying to think like who are the the lightweights that they had on roster that were like on the come up it was Cazola, but he lost uh was it peterson patterson
1: i'm gonna have to gonna have to go i cannot believe i'm googling the bellator lightweight roster right now
2: it was carrington banks that's what i was thinking of
1: Sadawad. Oh. Sadaawad still fighting over there. You
0: know, <laughs> Rickon. Once upon That's a
2: true. time, you <laughs> just like, could just list them all yeah. off. Like the, the only Hell, he's gone. homegrown Bellator dude who's made anyways is Brett Primus. The
1: one guy they don't want,
2: <laughs> apparently,
0: <laughs> which is weird, right? It's
1: like, fuck.
0: Is Rickles? Didn't Rickles move up a weight class? I think. I, I could look it up. You got Rickles, and then you got Gertz, and... It just feels like and... the same
1: names fighting one another over and over. It's like it's like yeah, it it's pretty like much their one forty five thing for like forever was current. this name three people yeah. are champs.
2: It's so <laughs> weird because like there's no shortage of lightweights out there for them to get. Like Rickles
1: huh. is still at lightweight.
2: Okay, like. If they really wanted somebody, they could go and probably get them.
1: The weird thing is the UFC, they did the Tuesday night contender series. And if you didn't get signed, apparently they kept you on like a retainer for 30 days. As soon as those those 30 days were up, every lightweight should have been in Bellator. You know, like just they should have because it's it's exposure for the fighters. And if you're Bellator, just wait 30 days. And as soon as they're free, start signing guys. But they just never made a move, apparently.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, Bella Bella Torres just.
1: They might get Will Brooks back. Yeah. I mean, that's.
2: <laughs> no, <I'm>... Do, do <laughs> we? Do we want? He's being
1: serious. They could get him back because I think he said like this might be his last go around.
2: He's not.
0: They, they don't want him back. Yeah, I don't think they do either. I don't feel like they didn't really end on good
2: terms.
1: Yeah, but, you know, sometimes, you know, in the old days, guys would leave the territory, and then two years later, they'd come back, so.
2: Well, that's if people like you, and you're not getting booed out of, like, booed out of stadiums.
1: That's like I had a debate. I wish I would have been on for the the, <clears throat> the Fight Night card from last week. Like, if the UFC released Kamaru Usman, do you think Bellator would have signed him? Ooh, that's a good question. Because, I, like, I was... I was having a discussion like it's in their best interest to work together to kind of boost him, but I wonder if there are just some guys who they just wouldn't like they weren't interested in Aljamain Sterling, you'd think they would have been really interested in him. So I, I just wonder if there's like certain guys they don't want, and I wonder if Brooks might be one of those guys.
0: I mean, to be honest, if I looked at Brooks's last 3 fights, I I don't want that. <laughs> uh... <laughs> 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 Oh, I mean, I get it. You had your glory days. That's all well and good. But, you know, I don't want that coming in my organization. That's that's not going to work.
4: We we predicted that he would go to Reds like six podcasts ago.
1: So.
0: Oh, right. That'll probably happen. I could see that. You Who know, Will Brooks. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, because he, he used to Nobody fight in Nobody goes to
1: right? Ryzen anymore. They go to ACB for that gimmick money that they're getting over there. Darren uh, Kirkshake uh, did it. Always different. Got but did Crookshank eventually bit. go to a- like? I'm just saying, like, I think ACB is the big money player. Although where they're getting their money from is like open to debate. But Russian oligarchs. I believe wasn't the guy asked how he's getting the money for ACB, and he said that like Allah brings it to him or something along those lines.
2: Something like that, yeah.
1: No. <laughs> so you know, I need to change. I need to change religions then, because I ain't, nobody's bringing me any fucking money. <laughs> I'll start a fight org. I'll give you some shit.
2: I'm I'm pretty sure these just t- the owner is just friends with Putin, who is, or not Putin, um, someone in the oligarch who's just laundering them money. There was this whole thing about, um, where all that money that these guys get comes from. It's literally just them accusing like bankers and, uh, like what's the pe- what are those people called? Um, bondholders and uh, people who are in charge of um. Like funds, like trust funds and stuff, and brokers, and ba- basically, they're just t- accusing them of fraud and stealing their money. So that's oh. where all that's where all the <laughs> money for paying these guys comes from.
1: If the anti-cool disappears, we know why. <laughs> we have this, this <laughs> is why
2: this is why <laughs> Grinder gets paid a million dollars to go play basketball in it. Like an empty gym in Russia or something.
3: <laughs>
2: I wonder if somehow yeah. them and PFL are bar- borrowing from the same people. Uh, no, PFL is just like rich American dudes who who just want to be Dana White. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing a terrible job. <laughs> they <want> a
1: terrible <laughs> no, they're gonna they're gonna run shows, dude. It's gonna be a big show. They're gonna do it like they still got events planned.
0: In six months. Oh yeah. The, the are they doing a million dollar turn what was it? Yeah. I gotta bring that back <laughs> up. We gotta make sure they're held accountable for all these promises if that they made last year. If, were allegedly if I happen. if I win
1: the PFL million dollar tournament, the first thing I'm doing is cashing that check immediately.
0: <laughs> oh man! Do
4: it, was, it was before for the IRS.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Like literally after the fight is over, don't even go no, to the I'm hospital. Go right like go, the- go go cash the
4: check. To the cash <laughs> check in place. Stop. 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 Oh man IRS um, PFL headquarters.
1: I wouldn't even ask for a check. I just get one of those like briefcase just bring me a briefcase with it inside. Like we don't need a check. Just bring me the money. And comes,
2: right. Like when you're going to your car, Ray Cephel just pops out and kneecaps you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh,
2: man.
0: oh man. Um oh, man. this next fight. This was not as exciting as I thought it was gonna be. It had moments though. Henry Corrales, Georgie Caracanian. Um I think even Corrales said after the fight he wasn't like all too thrilled with how he fought. But it was kind of just like a scrappy. <clears throat> I don't know. It wasn't really much to write home about, honestly. But
3: I mean, good on Corrales. Boy. He's on a <laughs> right. <laughs> so, somehow
0: it was a scrappy. I boy. They
2: yeah, the Fry Takayama moment where they both just grabbed each other's heads and started pounding on each other.
1: I'd like to think what happened is after that they were like you know this is a stupid fucking idea <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like props to Corrales though because like his Bellator career like he got thrown to the wolves immediately his first three fights were Strauss Emmanuel Sanchez and, and Pitbull like it's not fun like and then he managed to reel off a three fight one streak after that so props on him for just even still being around because that's kind of a murderous role to go through um, but yeah, it was, it was like a scrappy, <clears throat> boring fight that had good moments, but in the end wasn't all much to like
1: really write home about, but you know, not the fight to go into free agency if you're a Georgian <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
0: I really thought he was going to be it's like, a- I guess more than what he's been so far. Karcogian, yeah, like I, I feel like he's kind of like, like he he had a good role going a while ago, and then he just kind of became one of those dudes. Like he'll win a fight, and then he'll drop two, and then he'll win two, and then he'll drop another one, and he's just kind of on that that seesaw. And there's just like no, there's no consistency. And I mean, like he's only getting older. You know, I, I think it's just
2: like caught up in like twenty thirteen what the featherweight was division was then. Like I I think he just hasn't gotten any better.
1: Was and I call you would remember this. Was he the was he the guy who was the W the World Series of Fighting Featherweight champion? He fought the dude Rick Glenn. Yeah. And he just like stopped fighting yeah. in the second round and like he was killing him and then just fell apart?
2: Yeah, I think Rick Glenn like kicked him while he was down and broke one of his ribs. Something along those lines. So yeah, that was but that was him. Yeah, uh,
1: Karakani and Sadawad like Bellator has a decent crop of just guys you need to keep around to test the fighters you kind of like might have future plans for. Like those guys, I think you need to have a few of them, but it almost feels like they have too many of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, they need
2: to get some fresher, uh, some other fresher. I, I'm,
1: I'm seriously wondering, like, are they just
2: having trouble signing talent?
1: It's, a, it's a. I, I wonder, you know, Coker's always been a guy who his best work is done in the the Southwest. So I wonder if not the south, the Northwest. So I wonder if he's just not like you can get anybody you want from California, but can you get guys from other places? And yeah. I know that Bellator kind of axed a lot of their Russian, like. Uh, what the hell's his name? Rebny did really good work in terms of getting like good Russian ties, and then I believe as soon as Rebny and Coker kind of swapped places, Coker started to like ease off that pedal a little bit. And I know Bellator lost like a TV deal in Russia, so it's like they really don't have a whole lot of new Eastern European talent either. So I do wonder where the talent's coming from, unless you're just gonna sign everybody from California, which is great, but. Okay.
2: From what I understand like their their new big t v deal is in Latin America. They're not signing like a whole bunch of guys from there like the the only person I can think of off the top of my head is like Andrea uh, alejandra Laura
1: i don't I don't know
2: it's uh, weird i I don't know what's going through Coker's mind, so I mean like the heavyweight tournament well, so, but I'm
1: saying like to me the heavyweight <laughs> tournament was like to me it was a worrying sign because I felt like that was a that's like a stall gimmick you know what I mean like people talk about the UFC numbers being down in 2017 and they were but so were Bellator's numbers so they didn't like make up the ground and the pay-per-view they ran didn't really like was a bomb of massive proportions so I wonder if this is just like like the heavyweight tournament is a stall tactic to like make a new plan you know what's concerning? Uh, what I've never
2: understood. What's up? So, up until yesterday, Bellator had their middleweight, their welterweight, and their, um, God, what was it? Featherweight champions all from Brazil. They've had a bantamweight, uh, bantamweight champion from Brazil. Their best prospect at 145 is a Brazilian, uh, Toledo Nogueira. Why do they not go to Brazil?
1: They. They were talking, at the presser, they were talking Japan and Russia. So I don't even think Brazil's on the. They were all talking about Japan and Russia and doing a few more shows in the UK.
2: Um, in his AMA yesterday, he was talking about how they're, like, they've basically guaranteed they're going to Seoul. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Cause, and they have a working relationship with, like, KSW and Road and, like... I I, I don't know what the plan, like, apparently, from what reporters have said, like, when they talk to, like, people who sign with Bellator, they're like, oh, uh, Coker laid out this, like, big plan, and, like, they feel like they're, like, a part of, like, this plan, and, like, I don't see what the plan is, except, like, unless they're going to these places and getting money from just some dude who wanted the fights there, like, I think that's what Israel is. Yeah, I don't
1: understand. That reminds me of when like Cage Warriors would go to like Kuwait, and you would just be like, "Why?" Like it never made any sense.
3: <laughs>
1: so I do think we didn't mention this before, but since I meant since Russia, since we're talking international, apparently a Russian like, have you guys heard about this Russian uh, dignitary who's apparently bought into the UFC? This Russian businessman.
2: I did actually. I, I didn't. See, can't remember the guy's I didn't name. see that, but that makes so much sense of why they want to go to Russia.
1: Oh, uh, I'm gonna try to see if I can get the article. For the dude who i'm gonna go ahead, just keep let let's let's keep going let's like, we gotta talk
0: oh, uh, only one more fight uh worth mentioning that only lasted thirty seven seconds <laughs> Aaron Pico uh took the soul of one Shane crutchen um a nasty liver shot, he actually landed two, he landed a liver shot before the one that put him away because he landed a first liver shot that dropped him. <clears> and then <throat> thing went on the ground for a little bit, Crutchin got back up. And then he landed another liver shot that looked awfully like the KO he landed except it was just to the liver instead of to the face.
3: <laughs> and,
0: yeah, it reminded me, for any DBZ fans, if anybody remembers the, the, that gut punch Goku caught Brawley with that just, like, destroyed his whole being. Like, it, it was like that. And he just kind of died. <laughs> and that
2: Can was I it. ask you guys a question? That was hmm What value was it in bringing up that Shane Crutchin was a Marine? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then
2: having Aaron Pico murder him in like 30 seconds. Like, <laughs> I want to say Goldie was literally in the middle of talking about how Crutchin um, has like all the guys who were in his regiment like tattooed on his back, all the ones who died <laughs> when Pico started like really hit, hurting him.
0: I mean, I, I, I guess he was trying to, you know. Built some backstory, but he probably should have did that earlier, because.
2: Yeah. like, what's the? Why did they match him up with a marine? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this <laughs> this
0: marine was thirteen, and no, no, not Like, like I, I get
2: that, but he, he was, the whole point of this is to get Pico over, not the marine. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know,
2: but then you
0: know, leave, leave it to Goldie to, you know, he he's the guy who spouts off those random. Facts and <laughs> like just just randomness. I don't know, but yeah, it did not work. Pico, uh, he shut those lights out real quick. Um, what do you think they're gonna do with him next? Like, I, I guess at this point they're content on giving him guys that are experienced. So I guess we just have to accept that he's not. Well, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm wondering like, what are they? What's their plan to build him up?
2: They're giving him guys who have. Really shiny records. Oh, so Dennis Gecko? That yeah, that's
1: it? the reporter dude.
2: A Russian businessman has purchased a share of W I um, the UOC from W M E I M G. Which aren't they Endeavor
1: now? Or do I did thought they it was Ende- I thought it was Endeavor, but apparently the guy's name is Zia Vudin Magomedov, or potentially this is the guy, apparently. Yeah, the Fight Nights guy.
2: Yeah, owner of Suma Group and the main sponsor of Khabib Nurmagomedov, Eagles, MMA team, and Fight Nights Global. Is there a conflict of interest having... Oh, I would
1: say... <laughs> <laughs> like, I know nobody cares. Because... And it's not like Khabib would ever need help. Like, he doesn't need help winning. Yeah,
2: but, but like... It's a little sketchy. I'm... I mean, like, I know nobody cares because W M E I N G represented Ronda Rousey.
1: Rousey, yeah, and a few other fighters. Yeah,
2: yeah, and like nobody cared then, so I assume nobody's gonna care now, especially about some random Russian billionaire. But uh, that don't sit right with me. Um...
1: I wonder if the goal for Pico, not to get back to the point, but I wonder, like. Like, how many more of these fights does he need to have before they want to start main eventing him?
2: Twenty
0: nineteen. Think so. Thing is, I, to be honest, I feel like he would have at least got a co-main by now had he not dropped his first right.
1: fight. Yeah. Just because <clears> at throat> some throat> point you have <throat> to assume that there's going to be they want the ROI, but when?
0: I just hope they don't. I hope they don't just give. I don't want him to get the MVP treatment where, like, he's just fighting a bunch of just random people. In all fairness, I think,
2: like, the three people he's fought have probably been better than anybody. Yes. Well, well, Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Except for Gonzalez.
1: I wonder, like, you know what? I think those two might be correlated because I wonder if they got the heat for MVP and they're like, well, fuck it. We'll just give this guy, like, somebody credible so we don't have to hear about the MVP bullshit. And and then he lost, and now they're kind of, like, stuck between, you know, developing him long-term and, and wanting something a little bit more concrete up, at, up in front. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, and I, I get it, because it does kind of put them in a tough spot, because that that, that guy's a prospect that you really want to be careful with, because he, he he's potential that that could be a moneymaker for you, and you really don't want to get him derailed, like... That's not somebody you want to send back to the bottom of the rankings cuz you matched them up with somebody you had no business being there with and then, you know. Kind of kind of already, like the point we made. You already did that though, in theory. But I I think it at least I feel like the well, all right, there's no good part in losing, but like <laughs> I feel like it's better to take losses earlier rather than later because like, all right, you drop your first one But if you go back out, and let's say you knock out, like, the next four to five people, I think people are more willing to forgive that first loss. And maybe they'll even convince themselves that, oh, that was just a fluke. Like, he just, like, whatever. He just lost his first fight, and now he's killing people. But, like, I feel like if he is to drop a fight, like, whoever they match him up with now, if he loses his next fight somehow, like, that's trouble. Now we have a prospect who we thought was going to be great return on investment. Now he's kind of shaky. So, like, yeah, it's, you, you want to give him a matchup that kind of tests him because you don't just want to feed him this, you know, Joe Schmo from down the street. But, you know, eventually people are going to catch on that he's not fighting, like, legit competition. So it's kind of, I don't know. He's
1: in that Sage cut kind of category where it's like you've invested so much in him and now you have a setback and how do you adjust to the setback without exposing that the guy's not ready.
2: Right. I don't know. This is, the, the, the problem with starting him off on the main card.
1: Like, yeah, I think... Because, like, I, we were discussing earlier, I don't know if we... Who even knows if this was going to... If that was on the cast or not, at this point. It's, like, seven hours ago. But, um, <laughs> right? Like, I think MMA has changed to the point where if you lose... If you lose early, you're you're lost. I think that they they'll never see you as a star. If you lose in the UFC or in Bellator early, they'll never see you as a star. They put him on a pay per view, gave him a lot of hype and publicity, and he lost. And I wonder if there even is a return on investment at this point, a major inter, a return on investment. So, and the other thing is like, this is a sport where you're not really
2: like he's out here crushing dudes, but like, he's not going to be good. Until like five years from now. Yeah. So, like, Which I, I don't to his know. Upside. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous, but like, what are they going to do? Are they going to, like, if he keeps murdering the Shane Crutchman's crutchins of the world, is he going to fight Patricio Pitbull? Or Daniel Strauss? Or any of those dudes? Like.
1: And one too many Crutchins gets you the MVP. Shadow.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And this is what happens when you put them in like these high um visibility situations. Like that's why I think they did such a great job with Ed Ruth and Taro Fortune to just hide them away on the prelims for a year while they got their bearings. Who's
0: an old veteran? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> forget I ever bought that up. <laughs> BJ Penn
3: flashed nah. in my head for like two. Hours.
1: You know, oh BJ Penn's getting dusted off for that Hawaiian show.
0: <laughs> oh, I hope not. Protect BJ, man. We gotta, we gotta get this. You know, get this guy far away from a cage. Don't even put him near Mitch. <laughs> like he's. <laughs> I just had a vision of BJ going to Bellator and BJ and Pico. You know they do that. Oh yeah, they would in a heartbeat. I'm surprised he hasn't heartbeat. done Northcut
1: BJ Penn yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: what if BJ somehow Like
1: won? I
2: don't I don't get the mindset behind that type of matchmaking because nobody leaves that
1: fight happy. <laughs> no, I think Sage Northcut is the only guy who could probably turn the Hawaiian crowd. After he beats if he beat BJ Penn, he would get to the cheer. Uh
2: yeah, it was, it was just like the, the ultimate baby face. Oh, man. God, BJ.
0: I hope he's doing okay, wherever he is in the world He's right t-
1: now. He's, he's not <laughs> retired, and I'm pretty sure he did an interview where he was like, the only mistake he's made is going to 145. Like, he wants to fight at 155 again.
2: I <laughs> say we bring back Dennis Seaver, and we run it back. Oh. No, that was the, DJ, that was the no, closest DJ, he's DJ, been. That's the closest he's been to a win. Ah, man. Hold time. up. Stoves, what
0: did you, who who said B- BJ and Sanchez again?
2: Yeah. Was BJ and
3: Diego.
0: That? Too. Yeah. That's yeah. probably going to be a thing now. Jesus. Like, <laughs>
3: At least it makes sense.
1: It makes <laughs> uh, okay. Pretty sure BJ Penn could roll out of bed and KO Diego Sanchez if Sanchez had an eight-week camp and was...
0: I'm not I'm not so sure in there anymore. <laughs> Sanchez
1: does not react to anything thrown.
2: <laughs> but he does shoot oh. for takedowns.
1: All right. I don't think BJ's uh I'm gonna say at this point in his career, he could probably still stuff a takedown.
0: Maybe one or two. And then that third one comes and the second. Yeah, round. but you breathe
1: on Diego Sanchez and he's out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to make light of his genius, but let's be real, like, dude.
0: I don't, I don't know. I don't know that that fight, that fight scares me. <laughs> but um, yeah, UFC 220, Bellator 192. Oh,
4: shout out to jo- who was it? Other the pre-loved Joey Davis.
0: Yeah, with that spinning back yeah, kick. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, that was nasty. <coughs> that was. Sh- isn't that dude like a wrestler? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, way to, way to keep the game well rounded because nobody was looking for a spinning bag. And... <laughs> Stokes, did you have yeah, any was, uh, 220
1: that was... thoughts that you'd like to share with us? Since you were uh, tardy, I suppose. In the... by, my uh,
4: theory of the body armor drink curse was true. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> <laughs> uh I told uh Sensia anti-core yesterday, Uh, Cynthia, Cody, Francis—the main faces of that sponsor. Cody, Cynthia, lost. Francis is next.
0: Jesus, yeah, he did text that last night. I told him, "Don't you dare curse (laughs) Francis and Ganu and (laughs) it was too late.
1: (laughs) What is body armor, by the way? It's just a drink. But I'm saying, like, like who's it? Like, isn't that Faber's gimmick? uh, Gimmick juice is that what it is? Oh uh I think Kobe
4: is part older. Uh something like that.
2: Is
0: it
4: like an energy drink? I oh, fuck I I don't I've never even seen it at the store or a gas station. I
1: haven't <laughs> either. I'd never heard of it.
4: Literally I did I never heard of it until you mentioned
1: it. <laughs> I saw it on the But
0: couch. when I saw it I was like oh, they must be doing alright. Somebody's out there buying into the hype. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. We're we're weird night a good night of fights like this whole weekend. And we didn't even really get a chance to quick mention a like, shout out to Errol Spence for uh beating the bricks off of uh guy was that guy's name, Lamont, Lamont Peterson. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh real quick note about that fight. <laughs> it won't spend too long, but there was a point I think it was after the fifth round 'cause I mean Spence won every round. In the fifth round he really let loose and he knocked him down. There was a point I can't remember if it was the 5th going into the 6th or the 6th going into the 7th. But they were in Peterson's corner. And, like, Peterson was saying everything I don't want to hear from a fighter. Like, huh. <laughs> like the coach, the coach, and I, I like I kind of like what the coach was doing because I, I feel like he was trying to protect them. And he was like, listen, man, like, I don't like what I'm seeing from you right now. Like, if you keep doing this, I'm just going to throw in the towel. Like, we're just going to stop. And he's like, "Do you want to keep going?" And Peterson gives him this long, drawn-out answer, which basically amounted to, "Hey, if you make me quit, I'm not gonna argue, but I'm gonna keep fighting just because my pride won't let me quit." Like that's basically basically what he said in this long winded sentence. He was like, "You know me, man. You know how I do. You know, if you want to stop it, then you know whatever. whatever." Like, no. Like, do you want to fight or are we gonna stop?" Like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there is no in between. Like, are we gonna go or are we not gonna go? But that, I thought that was kinda funny, but good good on the code for Batekna's man and then after the seventh they just yeah. Spence just poured it on him and that was that was that fight. And hopefully we get Spence versus Keith Thurman, but uh we'll we'll see what, what happens with that.
4: Are are MMA fighters more mentally strong
1: than boxers?
2: No. You don't think so? I think we're I think the dumber.
1: Well, you didn't say intelligence, uh, it's just mentally strong. Well, yeah. I I don't you think
4: you t like we like, see so many dudes like kinda like just quit. I don't know, man. You know what
0: I think it is well alright, and d- disclaimer. Not, you know, no no it's not fighter bashing or, or anything. I don't want it to come off like that. Uh, I mean, obviously to fight in any sport you have to have some degree of mental toughness but I, I almost feel like an mma like i mean there are some dudes i'm pretty sure who are just like iron willed you know go out on the shield a la like a robbie Lawler, like you're just gonna have to pull that guy out of the octagon before he, he leaves i don't know for so much sometimes mental toughness but also sometimes I, for some reason i don't know what it is in mma are are, are cornermen in MMA like just like opposed to stopping fights or just getting their guy out yeah, of there? Yeah, pretty much. Cause, yeah. <laughs> cause uh, there just there's so many instances where in MMA like a guy's just getting pummeled and beaten on, and like we all know how the fight is going to go <clears throat> if it continues. And it just seems like MMA cornermen are so reluctant to just throw the towel in, protect your guy, let him live to see
2: let him live the fight another day. I want to like, say it's not even in the unified rules that you're allowed to throw the
1: towel in.
4: You yeah, can, I, I I think, you think, yeah, I think,
1: yeah. I think I've seen Herb Dean pick the towel right up and just let it go. You have
4: to let, like go to, like, one of the medical staff people, and then he will tell the rest to do it, to stop it or something.
2: Yeah, something like that.
1: I just, I can't remember the fight. Somebody threw in a <laughs> towel. It was Diaz against Thompson, yeah, and he know, threw in the yeah. towel, and Herb was just like, oh, well, I don't see that shit. Like, he just picked it right up and went right back to refing <laughs>
3: I I think I the difference it's...
1: is in MMA toughness is like a a bankable trait that can get you like it could it could take you places financially. Like people in MMA, MMA fans like the idea of they're just like ultra tough guys whereas in boxing it's like, well, what does that really mean? Right. So I think I but, feel like
0: boxing cornermen too like I want to I feel like they're somehow like they're more I feel like they're more realistic about like what's going on in the fight like they understand when their guy's just getting pummeled and battered on and it's just like there's no use of me sending <coughs> you out to this next round and you're just going to get you're not going to listen to my instructions you're just going to get right. keep getting punched in the face repeatedly at this point it's just it's time wasted i'm, I'm just going to get you out there and we'll we'll go back to the drawing board and it seems like an mma it's like this mentality of you know there's no retreat, no <laughs> surrender. Like
2: what was that fight from like a year off. or two ago, where like in, in boxing, where the dude was like the, the dad was in the corner and like the 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 the, the other coach um was, was basically was like dude I have to save your fucking
1: son. Oh, I don't remember it. God,
2: because <laughs> I, that I
1: was like yo, he's he's basically like he's basically screwed. Dad, like your son's gonna die in there. And I think in MMA. The, the length of rounds in mma is different than boxing obviously so it's like if you're a boxing trainer and your guy's not winning and it's the fifth or sixth round you're not going to let him take six more rounds of that yeah. where in mma if you're down to nothing <laughs> and you're just getting your ass kicked the corner's always going to be like well it's just five more minutes he could do something in five minutes he can lock into a submission right. in five minutes so it's i think that's where the round setup kind of hurts but we, there needs to be more corner stoppages. We were talking JDS Kane, and it's like that. Like why? You ruined J- Junior Dos Santos.
0: Like for life. Yeah,
1: like life. I, for, you know, what was <laughs> the guy Gavin Tucker? It's like just stop, stop. Like there's nothing wrong with just saying that the fight's done. But yeah. And then yeah. in MMA, it's like oh, you you know you quit. It's like grow up, guys.
2: Well, and like there's other things that go with that, I guess. Like you you, you have one boss in MMA. And that is Dana White, right, and uh, Dana uh, like you said dana, this is a sport that appreciates toughness and probably nobody more than dana white um and it's just like and to be honest with you, boxing is just i want say I don't want to like get on the scale of like what is dangerous and what isn't, but like a bad beating in boxing is probably worse than a bad beating in MMA in a lot of respects. Because that's just repeated... Head that's trauma. Thir- it's, it's head trauma.
1: Yeah. Right. Like, Prolonged head trauma over 30-something minutes. That,
2: that's... Yeah. Like, I, I, like the, the danger between the two is different. It's different.
1: Yeah, it's not better. It's a different kind of, you know... That's not to say that oh. getting pinned to the mat and punched in the face for three minutes isn't, you know, or twenty minutes, you know, isn't dangerous. But we've seen a lot of guys in boxing get carted out, and it's a, it's a reality that boxing is aware of and that they try to avoid. Whereas in MMA, your ability to take that punishment and get up and do your post-fight interview is, is, is always going to be a premium for some people. I'll, I'll
0: throw one more thing out there before we wrap up but um do you think and I, I don't i don't have the numbers to support this i could be completely wrong do you think also like maybe it's a financial thing like an mma you're not I, I don't know how much like a mid-level boxer makes compared to like a mid-level mma fighter but out maybe like an mma guys like like these checks are hard to come by so i, I just need to live <laughs> like the chance that i could win this fight and get a bigger check than me losing like I'm just gonna have to gut this out, and maybe I'll find a way to win by the time the third round comes around.
2: Yeah, because like if you're if you're know. a journeyman in boxing, like, and you're just like a professional guy. Yeah, professional opponent. Basically. Like you, there, there will always be somebody out there for you that that needs to be built up, and you can make a quick dollar off of. You know, in, in MMA, like professional guys are in the UFC, and they're always like. They don't know when, like, when they their careers are at the will of somebody else, because you go from making ten thousand dollars back to fight like fighting in a barn in the middle of Iowa, like it, it's such a drastic change. Right. And honestly, there are just way less MMA cards than there are boxing cards.
1: Yeah. Were you were you guaranteed to get paid? cuz you can be like and you don't have you could be a <laughs> you don't have to wear Reebok. you could be a junior albini and <laughs> I'm saying you could be a junior albini and be fighting on regional cards and never get paid yeah and, like there's no guarantee in boxing that would be an issue but in mma you can just you always see these mma cards that start up and i'll never forget dave Monet was fighting on like a regional show and he wins his fight and they give him the mic, and the first thing he says is, "I haven't been paid yet." And I was like, "Oh, you fucking kidding me? Like you're in the main event and you haven't been paid?" And he's like, "They haven't, and they like no promise of payment." And I'm just like, "This is being streamed on like internet pay-per-view. Like you need to tell me that this guy has no guarantee of money. Like it's different. It's a different lifestyle. Emmanuel Augustus yeah. made a living as like an ESPN professional opponent. So you can yeah, always his way
2: the decisions."
1: Yeah, like, you can always, you can, just entertaining. Like, Darnell Wilson was another guy. The ding-a-ling man. Dude,
2: like, Sarah Kaufman is somebody who's fought on Showtime. Right. was the Strikeforce Bantamweight champion. And she went all, like, her only fight before going to Invicta after leaving the UFC was going to, like, South Korea. I think she headlined the card, and she was not paid for, like, the fight. The last time I checked.
3: Yeah.
1: Keith Jardine went to do a show in Puerto Rico, and there was like, they had to like shake down the promoter to get the money for him. Oh, so was, was, like, that that, was that that car where literally nobody got paid? Yeah, like, but you, you, those are the stories you hear in MMA. You don't hear those stories in boxing.
0: I don't know what Jardine running up on me shaking my pockets.
3: <clears throat> no, not that guy. All the
1: people, like, you, you want to talk about some real fucking serious business? That would be a guy who would scare me.
0: That's a scary dude, you that walks through your door. You don't want to see that. That's that's not good.
1: <laughs> so it, uh, This was a great conversation by the way. I'm just saying it was. Level.
0: You, you, you know what I'm mad about too? I always keep my timer to keep track of time and I think like I accidentally hit pause. So I have no <laughs> idea how long this podcast is. I think
2: we're
1: on 3 hours now. Right, what there we the, go. That one sounds one we about did right. Before, it was like the Poland card that was like six hours of, of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we Not about, the fact that we managed to talk for like four or five hours
2: about that card <laughs> is insane That's
0: a me. That's a testament to our talent.
1: We should have <laughs> got paid for that one. <laughs>
0: I mean, three, three hours isn't bad. Actually, I, I figured we'd be a little over. I think that. we did an hour and a but, half um, for,
1: like, the Madison Square Garden card, but it took us five hours to talk about Poland and Oscar people. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: but before before we wrap up, I don't, I don't know if we're ready, cause I, you know, but I'll just throw it out there um, since all four of us.
4: God damn it. Uh, What's the secret, Nabbit? <laughs> same
0: place, same time. Are we, are we, are we doing the secret? <laughs>
4: What's the are we ready? I guess. You guys are kicking me out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking
1: no. Oh my god, no. We would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> you,
2: you, you have any queued up guys? Oh. You have any? Oh, other? hold up. <clears throat> since you're both, yeah, since you're both here. um, I do not have any queued up at the moment. I have I have uh, one. <laughs> be my guest.
0: All right. So, uh, you know what? I need to let you explain these first though, because you discovered these. I just followed down the rabbit hole. because <laughs> <All right, we'll... laughs> I don't know. I don't remember how you even came across these. It's there right.
4: not the marble racing again.
0: No. Hey, that marble racing was awesome.
1: Hey, <laughs> what are we doing here? I'm now. I'm now. I'm totally. I'm like in the. I'm like the Mr. Krabs meme now. Everything's a blur. What are we talking about?
4: I <laughs> throw uh, the wind turbines are
2: coming out.
3: Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, but to
2: the surprise, um So uh, how do how do I explain how I came across this? Um way back in the day. Well not way back. Uh when did
1: GSP fight Nick Diaz? Two thousand and thirteen. Right. Why do I know that? No idea. But pivotal uh, moment. Thanks, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: I learned uh, around that time that there is such a thing as MMA fan fiction. Oh, my. Yes. And there was some, um, there was a lot of slash fiction between Dana White and uh, Nick Diaz. And I told Are guys, we talking?
1: Wait a minute. Hold on. Time out now. Just yeah, so I'm clear oh, here. Yes. Just so I'm yes. clear here. Are we talking erotic fan fiction? Oh, hell yeah. you're... All, All kinds.
2: kinds. And um, I pointed this out to uh, to, to Sensei once. And as a result, we got into reading a, a few of them after we had recorded one uh, during one session. And we figured it'd, it'd be nice if we shared them with you guys. Oh,
3: my God.
0: <laughs> There's one in particular... I have to read.
1: It. <laughs> I mean I'm here.
0: This I'm... one is entitled Chail Sun and Versus the World. Um I'm trying to find an excerpt just to give you Oh Lord. Cause this one there was so many whoever wrote this, where, who wrote this? Can whoever I wrote it? it is well read mm-hmm. because that's he, how I was about
1: to say was it <laughs> well written?
0: Yeah, whoever wrote this like has Chell's mannerisms and like things that he would actually say like down to a T. Um, God, I can't, I don't see, the, the the site I'm on is called MMAfanfic.com, this was written back in like 2014, um, so whoever out there, whoever wrote Chael Sonnen versus the World, um, I don't see your name on the page, at least where I'm at, but, um, shout outs to you. So, I'm, I'm just gonna read this quick quote, um, so basically the story starts off, uh, Chael's just trying to find his next fight. And I'm just going to read this, this little, little excerpt. So, and, and just picture this in Chell's voice. I can't do a Chell impression. but Since my victory over Shogun Hua, there's literally no opponent for me in the UFC. There's literally no man alive who can better me. Canada isn't a man, John. It's an entire nation of men. These men might wear beards, plaid, and chop logs, ironically or unironically, but no man, lumberjack, hipster, or otherwise can contain me. I'm the most dangerous man on the planet. John had shrugged, but Chael inhaled deeply and held forth in a staccato. Men eat their vegetables, John. Vegetables make men strong and, and supple. No man eating his vegetables would ever die in Canada. A true man can distinguish his wife from his hat, his butt light from his Coors Light. And then they continue to have this conversation. I'm going to scroll down. Chael gets into... Uh, uh, what do I call this? A skirmish with Loyola Machida. So the scene sets up. He meets Machida at like a book signing because Machida has a book out. Jesus Christ, what is it called? It was the most typical Machida sounding thing I've ever heard. Anywho. Chell had been swaggering through the mall, marveling at all of the premium retailers, Victoria's Secret, Pottery Barn, Simon's, Target, and of course, Pinkberry. Suddenly, Chell stopped. There was a massive crowd outside the Chapter's Indigo bookstore. Strange, Chell thought. Wasn't print dead? (laughs) Chell squinted. It was mixed martial artists and newly newly minted metalweight contender Lyoto Machida. A line of fans to Chael's view, elderly women, frail nerds, and other karate practitioners <laughs> were lined up to get their copy of Machida's karate Do Mixed Martial Arts Technique signed. Despite being ignored by literary critics and scholars, the book had generally received excellent reviews on Amazon, including a five-star rating <laughs> and a breathless review from user Dulce, who reported, I purchased this book as a gift from my Machida-crazed boyfriend. It arrived well in time for his birthday. He's in love with it. I had no idea how informative and well done this book was. Kind of makes me regret getting it, as now my boyfriend wants to try all the moves he's reading about on me. Very impressed by this book, and highly recommend it to anyone who's a mixed martial arts fan. So basically they get into the stair ground. Oh, the book is called Enter the Dragon.
1: Did we just miss a thing about spousal abuse right there? We did. (laughs) 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 That, That was the whole thing. And the last quote.
0: Oh, this is where it gets good. Lyoto. So they they get into a showdown. They're they're facing off. Leoto, you are the worst martial artist I've ever seen. Calling you a martial artist is actually an insult to all martial artists. You prefer... Your performance against Mr. Wonderful was an embarrassment. I don't know how you can sleep at night, knowing that Uncle Dana Dana gave you lumbering tin cans like Henderson and Bader to prop up your crap counter-striking in the octagon. In short, you suck... Brazil sucks, and you can suck my. Dot dot dot. <laughs> Machita <laughs> interrupts, yelling out Sonnen, jumping to his feet, sending copies of the Machita book flying everywhere. The startled fans gasped. The air was electric with aggression and a musk of dragon stick. And then they square off in the parking lot. And, um, you know what? Because you guys need to read the rest. I won't spoil the ending. They go fight it out in the parking lot. <clears throat> So, um, MMA fan fiction is a uh, is very real. Not, it's a very real thing.
2: That was not even the most surreal one.
1: Well, wait. When you mean fight it out, you mean physic like a fight, or you mean what I was worried about or concerned. about? No, I, mean, I, I, oh, I thought this was gonna go in a really, really, really scary direction. Yeah, no, 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 there, no, there, no, no, there, no. Is, they, they there is some out there.
0: I mean, there there there's some
2: that get
1: worse. Well, I mean, like. If you ever wanted to read
2: about how um, Conor McGregor and Shawn Mendes would be as a couple, there's a story for you, my friend.
1: No thanks, I'm okay though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Kevin James also
0: Kevin James also makes a cameo in this. In which one? the 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 Conor
1: Mendes one or the one we're talking about right no, now? No,
0: the, the son this okay. one I just. Well, read. you know,
1: it's interesting. Like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, what is it? World of Mixed Martial Arts. No. The game? You've never played the game? it's never. by it's it's by the people who made like the wrestling empire series. Basically, you control your own you can control the UFC, you can control your own MMA promotion. It's like a it's like a sim game. And I do know of people who run like full leagues with their like they create their own rosters and they do similar to this, like recap the fights that happen uh, and do press conferences, but I've never heard of a like a fan fiction like that. No. Like Ugh. nothing on this level. Oh, it's real. I, I, I will sure leave
0: am I'm gonna leave a link in the description to this website. Um, I know. I know there are more. Um, this website alone has like five or six stories, at least on this page. So, oh. got Chael Sonnen versus the World. Joe Rogan's last visit to the post office. What? Uh, <laughs> 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 UFC 183: A Worthy Man Bun, Part One and Two
1: uh you know what though like that that was actually pretty that was not a horrible horrifying story so
2: oh no i i I want i'm saving those for later i see yeah we're gonna start reading these at the end of it dude i want to get the guy who wrote the conor mcgregor sean mendes one (laughs) (laughs) let's interview him
0: i want to click on this about page to see Oh, see, no, it doesn't. Uh, no, it just says MMAfanfic.com is written by the people and for the people. These stories are the work of fiction by fans. No profit. Oh, see, I don't, because they don't have any, Um, I don't see, like, the author's name, because I, I really want to give <laughs> these people credit. But um, I'll leave a link down it there. It feels though. like we're torn so, between uh, being
1: impressed and being critical. Oh, no, it's weird. I mean, no, I'm just saying, like, because I've seen dudes do, like, full, like fighter organizations that for like three years and I'm almost like wow you have more skill and time than I do my man <laughs> and they're well written too and it's like I would recommend WMMA for anybody who wants to have like a if you ever play like out of the park baseball it's similar to that but for MMA so if you ever want to try that it's it's well worth the time but it's uh it's definitely not Leota Machida and Chael Son and having a fracas in a, a a parking lot in West Edmonton West Edmonton you know what's weird? I could I, like that had to have been written after August of two thousand thirteen because Machida Davis was in August. Yeah, it was twenty fourteen. Uh,
0: this was written. Yeah, it went up September two thousand. So this whole
1: this story might have been in the works for like a year.
0: <laughs> they were waiting their whole life
1: to hey, unleash the fantasy. If it's, it's well written and it's creative, good for you.
0: Hey man, this this is the thing. We're gonna start reading
2: these at the end of every episode.
1: Is this is this gonna replace movie reviews?
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I saw The Shape of Water on Friday.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not.
2: Nah. What? Nah, brother. What? What, what, what do nah. you have against Manfish uh, fish? Fishman. Fish what? Fishman. And and Sally Hawkins.
1: I have zero interest in a movie based on man fish relations. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, fellas. I did, I it was, weird. It, even, it was is weird. it was weird when they teased it in Hellboy. It's weird now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, it's so much weirder Oh think? Lord, did we scare Stokes yes. off? <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> he dipped. that. I think you know what though. Like I was under the impression we were gonna hear some really creepy shit. So he he probably oh, no. he was smarter than I and was. I like, mean, if you, if you want the, if you want the um, if you want the, suna- know- the summary of what I was going to read. I'm going uh, to assume without re- without hearing it that I have an idea what it's about. Well,
2: uh, okay. Um, McGregor starts dating the only guy that he's lost to. When Joe, when Joe Duffy gets sick of his trash talk, can McGregor win Joe back? And then it has fight predictions
1: for that. <laughs> but card he that was the only up. guy he lost to. Uh, this was back in 2015. He still he lost to what was the the rush the pole uh, the what was the guy
2: the flyweight
3: who.
1: Uh,
2: oh yeah. Um, crap. Stokes.
1: No, he left. He was smart. <laughs> he got out of here. He Got out of here when it he started. <laughs> I like how I'm down I like how I'm thumbs downing a story based entirely upon the inaccuracy of the plot.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
2: what is it? Arch Temerge Sentenkov. Yeah, it's
1: like Sentenkov or Sendelnikov, whatever.
2: Yeah. Oh man. Well,
1: <laughs> I mean, since we're here, we might as well hear the Shape of Water review, am I correct? Uh,
2: it was great. There was parts of it I didn't care for, the, most of it I liked, um, parts I loved. Um, I'm very upset there was no Fishman dong. <laughs> Can we
1: make a drop of that? Yes. Just, I feel like that's got to be the lead-in to the podcast. Well, like, <laughs> <No> here's <laughs> the <laughs> thing. Like, Sally Hawkins...
2: Is naked within like the first
1: thirty seconds of the film, and, but nobody and, wants. But you're concerned about fishman dong.
2: Well, no, I'm I'm just like because they stop the film like in the middle because they have like they have sex like her and the fishman, and she explains to Octavia Spencer, and you like this movie, I I, I thought it was amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Your only complaint was that there was no fish cock. Oh, no, no, I have other complaints. Um, well, well, the main complaint we've heard so far is the lack of fish well, cock. Well, I don't want to spoil it for you. All right, I well, I'm never going to see it, but uh, we may have listeners who might want to.
2: All right. Ooh. So I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Okay. I'll.
1: The if we didn't lose Ooh, all of the like listeners already, I gotta admit, I gotta admit, I think that uh, knowing the so- MMA fan base, I think this last twenty minutes lost everybody. Uh,
2: Stokes liked it, so there you go. He liked yeah, thanks think uh, Stokes ran. The movie, yes, or, the well, the no movie or the
1: Fishman Dong?
2: there was no movie I to like.
1: Okay, well, can yeah. we just... Can we point out that Fishman Dong sounds like a dude who could be on a road FC card? Yes. <laughs> 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 I would root for him. <laughs> I mean, how could you not? We
0: definitely just lost everybody.
1: <laughs> I'm just pointing out that, like... This <laughs> is what we're... First off, the MMA... MMA fans are not well read, so we lost them when we started doing the fan fiction, and then we lost them with Fishman Dong. <laughs> I think we won them back with
2: Fishman Dong.
1: <laughs>
0: Shout out to the I, three people that I, are uh, still
1: There, there are have, there are MMA fans <laughs> out there who
2: are somebody
1: the... <laughs> somebody is going to tabology right now to look up Fishman Dong's record. So, <laughs> <I can't>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. oh
0: man. Make make sure after you guys search that you delete your cookies. You know, that's not a... <laughs> don't leave that on your search history.
1: You don't want your significant other to have questions.
0: Yeah, that's not a that's not a question that uh you want to. Yeah. All,
1: all,
2: all I can say is Guillermo del Toro has a thing for fish. That's a
4: thing can. with people falling in love with monsters.
0: Yes, that too. Well, I mean, apparently it's.
4: Like, take, I guess it's working. Take the, the movie the pretty on, good, look, well, this it? this is
1: your podcast. Take the reins on it and get us back out of this ditch that we're, like, stuck in. Right <laughs> <laughs> this is not a ditch. A foray. It's foray. Just... You thought the four-man pod was going to be, like, a hit, and now we're talking about Fishman and...
0: I think, I think we're doing all right. We're just <laughs> fish- I think about it. <laughs> Actually, um, real quick, before we even get into shout-outs real quick, cause I, I just thought of this randomly the other day. Um, so mainly, like, I mean, I know we post episodes, and hintity-hint, we post on YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, if you're on iTunes, please rate, subscribe, all that good Mm -hmm. stuff, but, um, for the first time, like, I actually went on SoundCloud to look at, like, the stats and everything, so I gotta give shout-outs to, um, some cities and places that are apparently listening, um, so the top countries that apparently listen to us are USA, of course, I would hope. Japan. Oh, what? Japan. And India. Japan and India. What? So, these three cities I'm going to give a shout out to. You guys
1: thought I was bullshitting when we were shouting out Super Fight League, and look. Look. (laughs) By the way, they're coming back. They're coming back, but they. Oh, yeah, I did did see that. Did you see the trailer for it? That actually made me very uncomfortable. I did not, but. It looks like there's some bare knuckle fighting in there. Oh. Oh, and there my. was like a dude they did like some there's like some grappling and some guy was get there was no gloves so I'm I'm assuming it's like a bare knuckle deal and some dude was choked unconscious and his head hit at such a violent like the perfect definition of force like the way it hit was so awful and everybody was just like oh and I was just like oh no this poor guy for like no money so yeah, I'll bad. I'll I'll link the trailer I didn't link it on my on my Tumblr because I was genuinely, like, uncomfortable with the level of, like, bare knuckle in it. Is it the season two contenders thing? Yeah.
2: They got the uncomfortable ring girl. Oh, dude gets dropped in the gym. Ooh. Dude gets pounded on in gym. Dude falls through ropes. Oh, that... Oh, wait. No, he's wearing gloves. Okay.
0: Uh... Before you guys mention the brutality, let, let me try. Right, keep these, these He's good gonna watch the trailer. Who, who? Hopefully, we haven't lost already.
2: <laughs> no, India's gonna
1: be around.
0: So, uh, <laughs> oh my God, In he's the last dripping seven... from his
2: nose. Oh.
0: <laughs> In the last seven days, uh, these are the top cities uh, who have contributed to listening. So, shout outs to Ashburn, uh, Virginia. You guys are number one. Uh, number two, Tokyo, Japan. What? So. Hey. hey, man. Shout-out to you guys.
2: That's crazy.
0: Tokyo, Japan is number two. Uh, number four is Oakland, California. Uh, number five is D.C. Uh, and number six is Jeffersonville, Indiana. And then uh, just shout-out to these other random cities. Uh, Stoves, I'm going to give you credit for all of these California cities that have all popped That's up. It's a draw. Uh,
3: really? <laughs> so...
0: so <laughs> like I mean, there are like five or six of them. Uh we got Pittsburgh, California. Uh was it Cupertino? Cupertino? Yeah, uh Concord, uh San Leandro, Hayward, um shout outs to Graysonville, Maryland. Uh <laughs> I live in Maryland, I have no idea where that is, but shout outs to y'all. <laughs> uh <laughs> I don't have no idea where that is. And Maryland is not a very big state, but wherever Graysonville is, appreciate it. Uh, we got people in Queens, Urban, Texas, Charlotte, North Carolina, Hydesville, Maryland, uh, Columbia, Maryland, South Columbia, Austin, VA. So
1: there there have been people. What was know... number three?
0: Oh, let me go back. Number three, I think, was Oakland.
1: Oh. So Stokes is underpaid uh, then because he's bringing in all these uh... listeners.
0: Yeah, three, three, three was Oakland.
4: Those are, like, all, like, um, in the Bay Area. And, like, I'm in, like, the Central Valley.
0: (laughs) And, like, I I would give a shout-out, because it also breaks down the top actual listeners. But the people have profiles, but they don't have names. So, uh, user (laughs) 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 708635. You're at number one right now. This
1: man is having a heart attack. Dude, like this is like it's really graphic. Like, uh, uh, why are they fighting in a gym? Like, I don't know. But I was gonna link. I was like, oh, this is, like SFL. I love SFL. And I was watching. I was like, oh man, I need to find a new favorite org.
0: Oh man. Yeah, we got we gotta we gotta wrap this up. We we have we have gone off the rings. It's been fun
1: though. Charlotte, Charlotte, <laughs> you listen to us. Charlotte, we apologize for this fox card. It's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another
3: interesting-
4: Huh? <laughs> oh, what did you say? No listeners were talked Um,
0: Let me... Let me see. There were a bunch of cities that were just jumbled up in the middle. Uh, let me see. Washington, D.C. Hayward, Pittsburgh, Cupertino, Concord. I'll start with the Cairo, Egypt. Uh, no, I do not see. Oh, we got San Francisco. Mm. Uh, I'm very
2: upset there's no Jersey on that list. I might have, <laughs> have to go beat some people up. We got, we, I, we got the brout. I was
1: actually thinking, no, Europe, so we must have really killed it with that Poland podcast. Like, we, yeah, oh, that's our <laughs> They were, they were not we happy about what we
2: had to say.
0: We got, we got, we got one listen from the Ukraine. Sweet.
1: <laughs> big
0: Vitaly fan, big Vladimir fan. <laughs> so you know, pre- appreciate. Uh, that Tokyo stat's awesome, though.
2: Shout out, shout yeah, out. Yeah, to
1: that's Tokyo. interesting. I, I think I might
2: know who that um, is. What's one dude? Yeah, like I, I have no idea. Like what the scale on these is. I know there's somebody on Tumblr who I uh, speak with sometimes who is from who is American living in Tokyo.
1: Oh cool. Well thanks to him then I guess. I
0: hope. Shout outs to everybody then. Pre appreciate No Peru listeners, uh,
1: man. No Peru, no Jersey. we right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get them. We'll,
0: we'll we'll get them. I mean we got some Jersey surrounding areas. We got a few cities in New York and y'all are, like right next to each other. So it's it's only a matter hey, of time. Man. We'll 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 get we'll get in there somehow. But um yeah, I just wanted to shout that out so uh, appreciate you guys for listening, especially to this long podcast that went on for Too long. Well, I lost I lost count, so I I, <laughs> I might have to, I might have to break this into a part one and
1: part two. Look, we could just leave off we could just leave off everything after that movie review. <laughs> I'll i
0: see. I'll see how, how oh Lord, I'm gonna have to edit this. I'm have to listen <laughs> see to the I lot told you.
3: Jesus Christ. <laughs> <See>? It's...
0: <laughs> You know, it's whatever, though. Uh, When I edit it out, the intro part, I'll see how long this actually is, because the number I have right now isn't true, because we spent, like, the first 20, 30, however long minutes just talking before we even recorded. I've got
1: 3.32 here, but I also wasn't here when you guys were here earlier, and trying to find me.
2: I'm at four hours. Jeez.
1: (laughs) 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 To be fair, we had to cover two cards. We and we had a great discussion about boxing and
0: man if if you whoever gets through this four episodes please comment cuz I just <laughs> want to send you a thanks please comment if you sat through this even if you sat through like
2: 2 if hours if you sat through the 4 hours that this podcast has gone through you can be on the club. Yeah. you can be on the next show
1: <laughs> we should take right, <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> please comment
0: we we got to give you a shout out we just got to make so... sure you're
1: alive at the end of it <laughs> um, <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs>
0: But um I guess we'll just uh we'll go on real quick. I do not want to drag it out too long. We'll just do last parting and shots and shout outs. Um well let me bring up my sticky note because this is the one thing I did write down. Um well I guess we already mentioned Big John. Shout out to Big John. He did good on commentary. So really I guess my only uh parting slot parting shot slash ah, part so shout out. Uh shout outs to uh hope I'm saying this gentleman's name right. Uh Ton Lee. Um he fought at L F A thirty one. Um, on Friday, he is now their interim featherweight champ. Um, I believe he was also on Dana White's yeah. uh, Contender and, and, Series. And yeah, and didn't he... He won his fight on Contender Series, Yes, right? he did.
1: And he was like one of those guys who they didn't bring in that was kind of... Yeah. Like,
0: a yeah. little, 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 con- so, little confusing. He won his fight and didn't get a call, but uh, either way, he found his way in LFA. <clears throat> uh, he won that main event by uh, TKO. Some people were kind of pissed at the stoppage, but... You know, it, it is what it is. So he'll be fighting. Um, or they're hoping to unify the belt. Uh, God, what is their champ's name? Is it a- uh, Aguilar? I cannot Kevin remember Aguilar. His, his first name. Yeah. Uh, so Kevin Aguilar is the featherweight champ. So they're hoping to unify uh, the title in the interim. So uh, shout outs to him. It was a pretty good performance. Nice KO. Um, so and maybe if he wins that fight against Aguilar, maybe he'll actually get the call this time. We'll see. But uh, shout outs to him nonetheless. And really, shout-out to that whole card. It's a pretty good card, actually. did go back and watch it.
2: Um, I guess, shout-out to, um... Shang Janang, who headlined the One Championship Kings of Courage card. Uh, She won the... I think it's the strawweight title. I can't tell what their weight divisions anymore. Um, she beat Tiffany Tao, fourth round TKO. Um... And shouts to that dude at the end of the Super Fight League video who's getting choked out, and it has a heart attack.
1: <laughs> yes. I hope you're alive. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. Just, Jesus Christ. Know, he is convulsing. Like, Dude, it's a very, it a very uncomfortable video. Oh, man. So, who's who's, who's next? Does the next part. Stogs or you? Uh... <laughs> All right, well, I guess I'll go. Um, well, shout out to Stokes for being here, for stopping no, it. No, fuck that. I want to go. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> really I'm that just back. kidding. No, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm go just... ahead. <laughs> <Where> is your... <laughs> floor is yours. Oh. <laughs> uh,
4: um, I guess shout out to me for being one of the few people who takes d Um... Shout out to this movie called Face to Face on Netflix. Really got, really surprised me. And shout out to the Bay Area listeners. And yeah, that's about it.
1: <laughs> Do I have clearance to begin? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can go now. Okay. Uh, shout out to Stokes for popping in late and then giving, adding a little life. Always fun to kind of hear all of the group together. Uh, thanks to you guys for having me, of course. Uh, shout-out to Carl Roberson, who offered to fight Vitor Belfort on, like, six hours' notice. Like, last week, I don't know if that was really discussed, but um, I can't even remember. But he offered to step in and, like, fight, which was really cool for a prospect to make that decision. And uh, shout-out to the Super 6... Stra- what is it? Super middleweight tournament that continues, I think... This week or next week, either one, uh, and that's it. That's all I got. We summed up two cards, talked boxing, made fun of Fishman Dong, and hopefully some of you, hopefully you people are still alive. <laughs> and
0: uh, I promise the next episode won't be four hours.
1: That is a, a good lie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll try. We'll, we'll is, try. We'll give a our hardest. hardest it won't be four hours, but it'll be three fifty-eight.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, you know, a minute team. for uh, a moment of silence for those.
0: Uh, All right. <laughs> I literally probably will break this up into two episodes.
1: <laughs>
4: but oh, and, anywho, uh, uh, another shout out. Rest in peace, Ramos Santana.
3: Uh, oh yes, yeah, I did see that.
0: True. And you have a you have a seizure, right?
3: Yeah.
0: I yeah. Think? Okay. I yeah. think
2: yeah, brought about by um lean so
0: oh yeah that lean is no joke man yeah but yeah rest rest, rest in peace to the fredro um so yeah that was uh four hours of entertainment no
1: <laughs> some um, would say yeah <laughs> debatable I'm, I'm, but <laughs>
4: I'm
1: so glad I came in here late. <laughs> Alright, so we I... did all the work, and then you jump in, get the shine, and take all the credit, and then shout yourself out. By the way, that we did notice that. Yes. yes,
0: yes, exactly. Oh man, but uh, it's been been an awesome episode. I'm glad we finally got all four of us. Um, well, I, I did say that the time the four of us would get on that episode would be really, really long. So in that regard, I didn't lie. Like I. I I kind of told you guys this would happen. I just didn't think it was going to happen at this moment. But hey, life happens fast. Main event? You you guys have to do Main event
1: always goes on last, as they say.
0: All right. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, appreciate you guys for sticking around this long. Um, As always, you can be listening to this podcast on uh, YouTube, um, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes. If you want iTunes, please rate and subscribe. Uh, if you have emails, questions, concerns, you can send those to Dodo Talk Podcast at Yahoo dot com. And uh we got cars coming up next week. So more episodes will still be coming. It'll probably take you like two days just to listen to this one Jesus episode. Christ. So
1: <laughs> send it to your send it to your friends and if you're really good, send it to your right. enemies.
0: <laughs> I mean at, at best, you know, if you're at work, we didn't took we we've got you through half your day. Yeah, already. we got you to lunch or like, <laughs> dinner. Half right. Half of your shift should already be over. So, Although are you
1: really gonna want to eat um, after thinking about fish dick, because I don't think you. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man! But anyways, thank you guys for listening. As any, ah, as always, anytime people are being punched and or kicked in the face, we'll be there to talk about it. And hopefully, we we'll catch you guys soon, and we'll catch you guys later. Peace.